0: Thank you.
1: That's, we we that's get it nice. done regardless. As long so. as we've
0: got that thick, ropey...
1: <laughs> ropey. I love, <laughs> you love the word ropey. Yeah, yeah I know, yeah. Yeah. When I'm talking about...
0: It. When I'm trying to refer to our content as jizz, yes. Yeah. Then our content is thick and ropey. And ropey. And speaking of and thick and, and vis- ropey... And viscous. What a fucking... <laughs> What a way to introduce our guest tonight—the multi-talented, very handsome. He's a tradesman. He's a bar manager. He's a comedian. He's whipped up some absolute yeah. fucking whiskey, delicious whiskey, whiskey, whiskey sour, sour for water. us. Yeah, whiskey sour. Whiskey <laughs> to start the show. It is my absolute pleasure to introduce our guest for tonight, Mr. Zach Watson. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for coming Thanks on, fellas. Man. Cheers. Thanks for having me. Now, uh, look, let's—we always do on this podcast. We'll start where it all began um you i mean did you normally when we if we're asking a musical guest we'll go oh yeah so did you fucking you know start playing music when you were young you probably weren't whipping up cocktails uh in the cot um you never know though you You never know know. um but uh obviously the trade came first uh you're you're a jippy as you said so uh, what was your first ever job though that you had
2: First ever job, uh, helping out at the, uh, local footy club canteen. Nice. Yeah. Is nice. That a paid, nice.
0: Is that a paid gig?
2: Um, I, no, it was free food.
1: Uh, yeah. You what, what was, it two, food. was it $2 cans of cokes, red frogs, that kind of? Uh,
2: yeah. All that type of bizzo. And it was like, so I'm a bit older than you fellas. Um, it was like a push fucking, uh like a cash register and you just pressed a button, opened it up and just put the money in there. Yeah. So, okay. Killer. Yeah. That was, I reckon that was the the first job. And then from there, um, so I grew up in country Victoria. Yeah. Um, so that was at the footy club. And then from there it was uh, the, the girlfriend's parents owned the local uh, like uh, fish and chip shop. Yeah. Okay. It was called Karen's Cafe. Yeah. Um, oh, that's an epic name. So many complaints. Yeah. in that place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, no, no. There was no complaints no, because she oh, was she just stomp- ran it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she was stomping down. No one's complaining to her. Yeah. This was back in the day. Uh, Karen didn't own it anymore. It was owned by uh, uh, the Stevens, uh, which my girlfriend was Liz, the daughter, and her her old man was Steve O, and then Cheryl. Um, was the mum and they were really lovely and, you know, they'd be serving and I remember going in there after school and they'd be like, what, can you you give us a hand? And, uh, yeah, I just remember, you know, putting down baskets of chips and making burgers and all that type of shit, stacking the fridges and all that. Um, And so I reckon that was the next one and then from there uh, I was in high school. I didn't want to leave high school uh, so I applied for a job at our local Coles Yep. Um and went in with another girl from my school and we had the interview and I fucking like Nailed it Answered every question Was confident Happy Like making them laugh Like this is yeah, great yeah. Yeah, was like, Cool was this
1: kid man we need, yeah. we, need, we need fucking Yeah
2: yeah And then they're like Yeah you're unsuccessful And they hired oh. the girl That was with me um, And real. she was like She couldn't answer a question She was so quiet And It yeah. must have just been like Yeah this bloke's gonna Like steal stuff <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 He's, he's gonna be talking To the customer. They got suspicious They were like yeah.
0: That's like too confident Yeah this right. guy's gonna <laughs> Cause a ruckus for sure <laughs> He's gonna take down Coles <laughs> yeah. um, jumping back to the, because you, you you mentioned before, yeah, so what was, the, what was the town that you grew up in? Drew, Druin. Druin. Yeah. Now, you mentioned that that's uh, home to a couple of uh, famous footy players, none more famous, I think, in the world. Well, in the
2: world. In than the Australia. world.
0: Oh, in the world well, of Australia. Well, world well, well. In the world yeah. of Australia than, uh, than Gary Ablett Sr. Um, was the yep. footy club... Uh, that was that where they were actually played as as youngsters as well, the one that you ended up working in the canteen for?
2: Or? No, no. So uh, I started out playing for a team the next town over with a lot of my mates that I went to school with. Um, that was a Long Warrior Football Club. I started there and then moved to Drawn Football Club uh, in like under-18s. Yeah. Um, so uh, it was – Two different leagues. So I started in the ADFL and then went to uh I can't remember, it was like the Latrobe footy uh league or something and when and played for Drew and um and yeah, so that's where Gary Ablett played, that's where Dale Thomas played. Um who else? Uh Luke Ablett, who ended up going on and playing for uh the Swans. Yep. Played there. Um a lot of uh like good VFL footballers come from there as well. Yeah, well, so.
1: okay. So this guy Town rich with heritage,
2: yeah. Well, uh, Tim Woody, uh, he ended up getting yep. adopted by a family who are from Drawn, and wow. I think he uh grew up there for a bit, um, which is cool, yeah. A lot of lot of rich footy heritage, yeah. I guess. So, you, so
1: um, you, you obviously played footy for a fair while then as well.
2: Uh, I did until I moved over here, um, and then I played for another club over here for. Oh, just a few games um but I yeah. still look at that club as my club and I go there yeah, from time to time yeah. uh Woodville South oh
0: yeah so yeah. yeah um do you have any family still back where in dro my old
2: man uh still lives over there my auntie uncle and uh I think the nephews are all spread around and so on right. um <clears throat> but my older sister lives over here so she was over here um and that's why I end up in Adelaide so yeah
1: cool cool yeah. so who do you go for in the AFL then
2: I'm a Collingwood supporter. Collingwood? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, so you're a bit
0: sad. Uh, right. No, no. I'm still, still <laughs> all right. Still We've still got that, another chance. So, uh, another chance, yeah.
2: yeah. we're playing Frio this weekend.
0: <sighs> well, Frio should have got put away after they, they were down from 39 points. 100%. And I looked at it and I was like, wow, that's been – because obviously all the finals had been classics all weekend had been great. And then I saw that game. That's nearly uh, halfway through the second term. They're down by 39 points. I haven't even kicked a goal yet. I'm like, this one's over. And they come back and win and knock the doggies out. That was um, that was one of the best weeks of finals oh, I yeah, think i have ever had, man.
2: I, I had a few mates over at my place and we had beers, barbecue and everything, watching the footy. And they're all Port supporters and obviously Port aren't in there. Um, and so they were being good mates and supporting Collingwood. Um, and, yeah, we went Birds down. Birds of a feather, out.
0: really, Collingwood and fucking Port, aren't they? <laughs> wow, Prison it. bars aside. But, uh,
2: <laughs> culture
0: and supporters are pretty much, you know, of the same calibre. We're well. all
2: missing teeth and we're all car thieves. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> a
0: few bags of frozen water getting fucking oh, yeah. <laughs> around yeah. right? yeah. no,
1: Who that, was that like AFL, like he's a bit of an older dude. I think he was a coach. And he was, like, making jokes on TV about, like, he's like, oh, yeah, I've got this frozen water business, and they actually found out that he got yeah, done uh, selling ice. That was the Johnson. So, uh, yeah, Geelong. Thompson. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's crazy. Know, he was yeah. literally set on TV. He's like, yeah, i sell frozen water. water right. Yeah,
0: and then fucking ends yeah. up getting done for hell ice. That's crazy. How's the uh, Wayne Carey thing? So what, is that? what is that? I don't understand. So now
2: he's he, like, just recently, I don't know uh, if you guys saw it. He's putting in for like uh, discrimination against his disability because he's saying the bag of uh, powder was something to do with his disability. Like, I
1: don't know. So what happens? That is. I don't I know the situation. He at all.
2: was gambling on the table. He pulled out his wallet and, like, I don't know if he was buying more chips or something and a bag just fell on the table. Oh, okay. And they reckon reckon it's a bag of Coke or? I think so. I don't know if it, I don't think it was uh, like confiscated. I think it was given back to him, but they saw it and all that and they were like high profile guy guy, um, and they kicked him out of the casino um, and then said he couldn't stay there the night because he had a room there and shit. Oh, true. Wow. um, And then from there he stood down uh, like from, yeah, his footy. Uh, so,
0: so apparently he's reportedly retained lawyers to explore disability discrimination claim against Casino. Yeah, yeah. There you go. white powder incident. And I said, I shared it and I said, you got away with glassing a chick and rooting your best mate's missus. Like maybe just take the L. At what point oh, yeah. do you go? Know? You know what? I've had a pretty good run. Like Like how many other think about now in today's age as well. How no one could do what he did in modern times, but that's the later stuff.
2: Like early in his career, he was done for just grabbing a lady on the on the breast, and and they saw that and they're like, you know, you can't do that. And so he was known as you know this type of person um, early in his career because. He, he was also, you know, he was a great footballer. like Oh, no, yeah. Uh, yeah. Fucking uh, awesome.
0: Yeah. In, in the GOAT conversation for sure. Yeah, 100%.
2: Um, and I think that's why they're uh, North Melbourne supporters today. Like, yeah. Because they watched him in the 90s. Yeah. Um, but just an absolute fucking shit person. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah sounds like uh, it. But, yeah, what I want to know is, you know, how, how he said, you know, discrimination against his disability. What is the disability for him to be having a bag having of, a bag, yeah, of, of exactly. powder? Like, I, well, I he said know. it was
0: anti-inflammatories, but it's like, why? Like, what's who your disability? Yeah, what's your disability that you would need crushed up Nurofen? Like, I don't. It's there. So many it's questions. Definitely, quick.
1: I, we're at the point these days where like, does
0: anyone even give a fuck? Well, that's what I saw there. That twenty-eight-year-old male shared it. It as like, who under the age of fifty gives a fuck about a dude having a bag of coke? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, hasn't everyone? Like, hasn't everyone dropped a bag out their back pocket at this point? It's I know ridiculous. I have. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Hey. You, know, you know it's oh. just Yeah it's insane
1: I like, understand like The the people are like Oh you know He's got to be Representing a big
0: Good role model and- But he's too old Like he's You know yeah. what I mean Like he's too and he's, he's a shit Out of role model like, Status Like yeah. he never was A role model So if anyone's decided Now that he's like Commentating or like Doing the after show Kind of shit that he's now a role model and like it's just yeah it doesn't make any sense. But man, that's sure, the
2: face man. that you know the uh, AFL want you know they yeah. want their uh, you know commentators ambassadors of to course. to have that face. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. so yeah, he shouldn't have a job anymore and you know he yeah. shouldn't be allowed to do that. But fuck, look at all the other fucking uh, commentators—they all go out on the piss and yeah, you know yeah, play yeah. up. So but that's
0: all right. I mean. That's the thing I don't understand. It's just like it's. It, it, you know it's just that whole like illegality around it thing that makes it like oh my god it's so bad but then you know the shit that they get up to when they're drunk or whatever as well it, you know most of the time is probably more reprimandable or whatever but because they're engaging in something deemed legal that it's just like slap on the wrist sitting. do you know what i mean that's the thing yeah, where yeah. it's like if you're doing anything that is like altering your you know or inebriating you or whatever. You should be looked at it the same way, it shouldn't just be oh, now this is frowned upon because oh, cocaine bad. It's just, I don't know, the whole thing's just fucking stupid to me, and it just gets so much um airtime. We've really yeah. got sidetracked from your fucking oh, your yeah. journey. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we? Tell us about your cocaine use. Um, uh, right. uh,
2: never done cocaine, <laughs>
0: <laughs> me neither, brother. Me yeah. neither. Um,
2: it's now straight at you, boys. you so you didn't get the, the job hands. at
0: Coles, no. Um, and so then what was your, your net? So We've gone from the the canteen, then the fish and chip shop. You've tried to step up into that corporate structure and get that Coles job.
2: Well, yeah, my whole thing was if I get this, I can stay at high school and uh, continue to, you know, because I I live with a single dad. Uh, It was just me and him. uh, And I thought if I got this job, I can stay in high school. I can, you know, uh, help him pay rent and all that bizzo um didn't get the job and was like fuck what am i going to do now and it was only one of my mates uh dad's friend was a bricky um and i remember we were there on the piss like we we're 16 i started drinking when i was fucking 15 like th- that's what you did in the country town yeah, of course, and we were there yeah. after the footy one day and we're having beers with uh my mate's dad and his friend rocked up and uh they were talking about work and he was a bricklayer i said oh i actually I wouldn't mind doing bricklaying. Like, are you looking for anyone? He's like, no, nah, we're not. And then uh, like a few months later, I get a phone call and it was this bloke, Charlie, and he said, uh, what, Are you still want to do some work? And I was like, oh, yeah, but, you know, I'm at school and I've got – so I was in year 10 at the time and over in country Victoria in year 10, you do the debutant ball. Okay, what's back. that? Um, So debutant ball is when they uh, have – They introduce the 16-year-old girls to the community Um, and everyone dresses, like the girls dress in like these wedding dresses and you got to wear tuxedos and you do dances and then they talk about that and you're presented to the community and so on. And a girl asks you throughout your high school life if you'd like to do it with them. Um, And then, yeah, your whole year 10 classes do this debutante ball. It's at the school in the gymnasium. Yeah, Kids fucking spend heaps of money on dresses and no all that shit. Kind of bizo. Did you get that?
0: Uh, no. No, I I'm think never... it's like a country town yeah, thing. It's, it's, oh, a, it's a real okay. country thing. Yeah. Okay.
2: Um, so I was like, oh, I promised this girl that I'd go to the Deb with her. And he's like, yeah, no, that's fine. So I started working with him, uh, did like a year as a, a bricklayer, as a, uh, supposedly as an apprentice. Oh, yeah. Um, but he never sent my papers away. So oh, I did a year course. essentially as a labourer. Yeah. And then when he had, had enough one day. He was just like, you know what, what I, uh, I haven't got any more work for you. And I was like, Classic. you can't do that. Like I'm the apprentice. And he's like, actually, I never sent your papers away. So yeah, it's full of such dodgy shit,
1: man. When I, like my first job, I was working with my cousin and I was doing like landscaping. So basically yeah, yeah. it was laboring, like, you know, putting concrete and helping you build retaining walls and driveways and shit. Mix of mud. And it was, it, it was the fucking same thing, man. Yeah. Like we, we were doing work for this guy who basically at one point was just like, yeah, no, there's, there's no more work for you. And then never paid the invoices. Never, never paid the,
2: well, so like, yeah, did
1: all this work. And like my cousin got ripped off for more than me, but still, I was like, this is my first job. And this is my entrance into fucking the, the working world. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? Like it's really so dodgy cunts. Like
2: Oh, hundred um, percent. And then, so that was a year later after year 10. So year 11, all my mates had gone up to year 11 and I like looked into it. I'm like, can I come back to school? Like, fuck this. This guy's fucked me over. And they're like, yeah, but you got to go back to year 10. And i was oh, like, true. I'm not doing that. All my mates are in yeah, year 11. Hey. I'm like, fuck. All right, I'll find another, find another job. And I was just looking through the local gazette, which is like the local paper, and they had positions available. And there was a, a plastering apprentice looking for one. And I rang the bloke up, which was this old fella called Kenny Craig, um, Kenny Craig Yeah and You can make a fucking
0: brand well, it's, Out of that no, it's wrong, Like Jenny Craig But Kenny Craig Kenny, Ken, Ken That's Craig. amazing I was actually
2: talking to someone
1: Recently about Jenny Craig I was like what happened to them I never see them anymore But I saw the one store They've got on fucking Main North Road
0: I think they just aged it. Well not aged out But I think they just like yeah, like they're not fitness. They're not going out.
1: hard on their on their branding, bro. That's their problem. No, that's <laughs> right.
2: Yeah, they, need a they used to yeah. go hell hard,
0: didn't they? Oh, dude, it was everywhere. Jenny that Weight Watchers man was fucking yeah, yeah. But
2: that was in the time of the magazine as well. Yeah. So you know, you remember all the ads were on the magazine, and probably that was probably cheaper than TV and so on. And yeah, I guess maybe they didn't have the marketing budget like yeah. other people have.
0: Yeah, um, It was so ingrained that it was like a use of it. Oh, she's on the Jenny Meth diet. The Jenny, Jenny yeah, meth, exactly. So yeah, yeah, she's yeah. on the fucking Jenny Meth. The Jenny Pipe diet. The yeah. Jenny
2: Pipe.
0: <laughs> um, fuck, we just keep like, segwaying keep into segwaying.
2: drugs.
0: Yeah. That's um, all right. That's all right. <laughs> so, yeah, you've, uh, you've, run up, you've got Kenny Craig on the phone. Yeah, I got Kenny Craig on the phone <laughs> said,
2: look, I've done a year with this bloke and then he just let me go. And he's like, oh, that's not good. And he gave me a job. So... Fast forward uh, four years, finished my apprenticeship, I'm uh, 20. And I was like, well, what am I going to do now? If I fucking hate this job. I don't really want to do it. It wasn't what I wanted to do. I didn't even really want to leave school. Um, I always, like, the only thing that I excelled in in high school was, like, PE and drama. And so I was like, you know what? I want to be a fucking drama teacher. This is yeah, cool. This would be cool. Um, and when I didn't want to go back uh to doing my trade, I was like, well, i don't want to stay in the country town because all you do there is do trade, marry a high school girlfriend and that's it. That's it. Yeah. Um, and that's life. all life is. Yeah. And that's not what I wanted. Like, mm, I, you wanted uh, to more. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to achieve more. I wanted to see fucking yeah. Australia. I wanted to fucking do this and that. So how did you end up here then, mate? <laughs> so my <laughs> older sister's over here. Oh, okay. That makes sense. So yeah. separate dads, uh, same. Mom.
0: Uh, Mum's here too? Uh,
2: I don't see her. So okay. I'm not, not part of the family. Yeah. Um. But the older sister's over here, and I rang her up and I said, "Look, I don't want to do my trade. I, I don't know what I want to do." She said, "Why don't you come over here?" And I was like, oh, "Okay." So I came over here, and then uh, then went back to a like a high school, a senior college, did my high school diploma, and oh, then applied. Dude, that's for, so cool. Yeah, cool. Uh, applied for an acting degree at AC Arts. Yep. Okay. Um, so
1: you really pursued that drama teacher? Well,
2: that that's what I really wanted to do, but when I got accepted for this diploma, I couldn't afford to pay for it because yeah. I, I wasn't working. I was here by myself. Like I had no idea what I was going to do. Uh, I think I was fucking on the rock and roll back then. Um, the doll. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, and I was like, I can't afford to pay for this. What am I going to do? Uh, and I ended up getting a job at bullshit on highly, which yeah, was nice. the start of my uh, hospitality career. Yeah. Um, And then from working there I was earning like you know 26 27 bucks an hour which was wow. essentially what I was earning doing my trade back in the Yeah day as a tradesman I was like fuck this is all right and I don't have to pay any tax like it's all taken out it's all sorted for me Yeah less fucking. Um and I was like this this is sick like and you get a free beer when you finish work like <laughs> yeah, fuck, yeah. this is awesome Uh so I went down that uh way of working in pubs for a bit and then it was like I think four years later or three or four years later, uh, I was working at the Kernel Light Hotel and I was working with uh, this big fella called Jake Um, and he liked being creative, had a background in IT and so on. And we'd always talk about like our love of beer and all that. And out of that spawned this idea to make a, a YouTube channel.
1: Yeah, cool. Okay. So
2: we uh, made this show called Man versus Beer because back then man versus uh Wild Man versus Food. Yeah. It was all man versus this is two thousand and nine, two thousand and ten. Yep. yep. Uh, and so we kicked that off and we did uh, half hour long episodes. Um and so it was essentially what you guys are doing now, it was that. But our whole concept was that uh, we'd do booze news, booze reviews, beer challenges. Yeah, that's
1: cool, man. That's cool.
2: For our booze uh, review, we would drink a carton of beer every episode. Oh, wow. And then give the review at the end of the episode. So we'd be (laughs) absolutely shit-faced. Yeah, Uh, no shit. Video as well? Yeah, video. So it's actually still on YouTube. Okay. I'm to I didn't know. I'm going to check it out. So uh, we... Had it on there and we got picked up by Channel 44. So our first season was screened on Channel 44, um, which was cool. And then when it came time to start the next season, I moved on to another pub. Jake wanted out of hospitality and we just didn't have time to really start doing it again. Yeah. Yeah. We've tried to go back a couple of times, but it's just our schedules just don't click where we have the opportunity to film and so on. Yeah, I'm... and
1: considering it's something that you need to be there together drinking the beer, it's not like you do it over Zoom or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Um, and so it, it just became too hard, so we sort of put that off and I was like, Fuck, I need I need this creative outlet. Like, what am I going to do? And from a young age, I, I loved stand-up comedy and uh, I was like, I did some research and found out there was an open mic in uh, Adelaide and I was like, you know what, I'm going to f- give this a go. And uh, that's when, yeah, I started doing comedy. I think it was 2015. I think, okay. So yeah, I coming
1: it. on 10 years
0: in the next couple of years then. And yeah,
2: yeah I th- think
0: it was yeah so comedy is obviously how we met but it's interesting that we didn't meet at your job at colonel light because i spent (laughs) a fucking ridiculous amount of time there and i definitely like i know that i saw you oh yeah many many times it was just like again you were the you were the worker. You were the person telling us off for yeah, doing dude. things. So you know that, that, it wasn't exactly the vibe of like, yeah, let's hang yeah, out. Let's with hang this out dude. Yeah,
1: let's hang out. that balcony for me oh. was just all time legendary status. Like I just, oh man, the amount of memories from that black yeah, balcony. and it, look,
0: the thing was as well, it was like genuinely felt dangerous up there the floor was oh, like bowing it was like because yeah, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. water would just pour it. every time it rained like it would get so waterlogged it was so and it fucking would be slippery Slippery. Yeah. the checkered floor on that upstairs bar as that well was slippery as was shit was too the, the amount of girls that i saw like or, like they would get vert, like they would get horizontal. So like yeah, like they yeah, would yeah. slip, and they would like slip at such velocity that they would end up like horizontal before they hit the ground. Yeah. And oh, you saw a few baby durassos, Yeah, you saw yeah. A few baby yeah, it was
2: great to see. You know, <laughs> it was. <laughs> um, <laughs> no. uh, yeah, dude, I was there. I was there for a good while. It so, was, did you
1: work at Colonel Light Hotel, or did you work for Black Market?
2: No, Colonel Light. Yeah. So okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was a duty manager, and then when uh, they were in talks with. Uh, the black market crew to come over from. They were at. Uh,
1: Shots, I think it was originally. No, yeah, you no. Know,
0: the, uh, producers, wasn't it?
1: Oh, uh, it was uh, so went Producers. To the, went oh, to site, yeah, and then it went right.
2: to the underground, which was over. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Old oh, uh, Night Train. Night Train. And mm. then that was shutting down or something, and they wanted a new place, and they came over and spoke to uh, the owner and so on. And I was a duty manager, and I liked that type of music and was into that sort of stuff. And the bloke. Uh, that was the big boss was like, well, do you want to run the nights? And I was like, okay. So I essentially took over as, uh, like operations manager running the operations of the hotel cool. on those nights. Yeah. Um, and that was, you know, that was great, but I was 24, 25 years old. And yeah, it was like, you know, it was a big responsibility because, you know, the whole capacity of the venue was 650 people and, you know, we had 350 people upstairs downstairs yeah. there was 150 plus you know you had 250 at the back or whatever. yeah
1: exactly yeah. it's packed out most nights that i went oh out, yeah right lineups yeah. down the road it was like dope. just
2: crazy um and capacity where you know you're struggling to walk through people yeah you got to keep an eye on intoxicated patrons all that type of shit you know i'm, I'm finding people throwing glasses off the balcony and throwing yeah. them out there's fights you know all that type of business and it was yeah it was a crazy time and uh, after like I think I did it for like two years running every night there and then on the odd occasion, I'd get a night off on a Friday and I'd, oh, I'd always end up back there because yeah, that was exactly. like, you know, uh, the post post, that, that was it. the we, fun.
1: We've said a few times now um, talking about Black Market specifically about how just how special that really was because – For heavy music in general, it's not like, you know, HQ where we got like, you know, Red Square, HQ, Dog and Duck, where you got all the EDM and stuff like that. There was no representation for heavy music, really, apart from obviously like the underground, like Black Market and Enigma Bar were really the only other two that kind of really fucked with it too heavy. So yeah. like everyone that was into heavy music would go there and it was always just like-minded people. And I found obviously you still had your fights and stuff like oh, that, yeah, yeah. but compared to HQ, the oh, mean mugging nothing. was minimal, yeah. like minimal. And because you were always there with all your friends and it was just like that, that balcony made it so special because you go there, have a dark, hang out or whatever. But we were just saying that like, these days there's not really anything of like comparable anymore. Not for heavy music. Not for heavy at all, music. Yeah, like, yeah, there's yeah, No. Yeah.
0: Well, it was it was so. We talked about this after the show on uh, that we caught up on um, at Cranker. But like, it was not only were we getting uh, it was an opportunity for local bands to be able to play every few months. Um, that you know sometimes every few weeks when they mm. were like you know putting the massive shows on and they still needed a few more supports. Some of our local bands were getting, you know, five, six gigs a year, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, and then we were getting like international and national touring bands. Oh yeah, dude. I remember week in week, in, week out. out. Yeah. Hawthorne Heights came over
2: and played. Yeah. And that was like one of the biggest nights. And I think, uh, we had capacity issues. Right. Um, so it ended up being really hard there because licensing got involved and mm. they were like, you're over capacity. And, I would be walking around doing headcounts on the radio, talking to fucking security, making sure that we weren't over capacity. And we were never actually over capacity, but they'd go up and they'd look at the license and uh, they would be like, all right, well, the license states upstairs, you're allowed to have 350 people, but it's not in designated area. It can you know, there can be 200 people on that balcony and a hundred people, 150 people inside. Like it didn't designate. um, And they got pissed off about that. They're like, no, this can't be right. And Uh, so it was middle of that show, I think just before they were going to go on or or something. And we had to get a hundred people from upstairs, downstairs that had paid their money to be there for that show, to see that band. And they had to like go downstairs and not be able to see that band.
1: That's Fucked.
2: You know, fucked off the owners of the hotel, the uh, the owners of the black market business and yeah. so on. It really fucked that up. And that was licensing just being like, oh, no, nah, we're the fun police. Like, these yeah. guys have got this thing that's fucking cranking and everyone's having a good time. Oh, no, nah, there must be something dodgy going on there. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so... Yeah, they end up fucking it up and changing the license conditions for upstairs and all that type of stuff.
0: Which is when, yeah, it, it got so frustrating because it was so hundred, hard to get upstairs after that. Yeah. yeah. And,
2: you know, I was there then, and I think after dealing with licensing so many times, I was just like, no, I've had enough. Like, yeah. I can't deal with these idiots every yeah. fucking week. So I end up, yeah, uh, bailing and heading to another pub and working there, and then, yeah, worked around at uh, a few other different venues, and then finished my time. Uh, End up finishing like last year, I think it was uh, at the Howling Hour, which, which is, is like- such a cool little venue, man. Yeah. I've never actually
0: been to a show there because I know they've got the, the the little room upstairs or whatever that they do a lot of comedy shows and 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 like I think even other like. Random so, performances and stuff as well there. Part of
2: have. the Howling Out next door was the Urban Couch Studio, which was yep. all uh, local South Australian art and so on. Yep. And then they had a gallery space upstairs, which they would put on ex- uh, exhibitions and so on. Uh, unfortunately, that business has uh, folded now. and that's, They're no, no longer having that there, um, but they still have you know the ability to open it somewhere else or something, yep. I believe. Um, so now it's been turned into like another venue. So they actually have comedy shows downstairs and upstairs, I think, uh, yep. during fringe, um, and some other stuff there. Uh, I no longer work there. I'm, I'm back doing the trade, but I, I still am really close with the owners and those guys are absolutely amazing. And yeah, yeah if you get an opportunity to go in there, you know, 250 different gins from all around the world and australia Fucking australian craft beer like you can't go wrong that place nah. is the place is yeah shit hot but unfortunately it's sort of tucked away and a lot of people don't know about it yeah i've now. never
1: heard of this place
0: you know where the elephant is we've been to the elephant before. yeah yeah like yeah. literally directly across from the elephant like so where the outdoor little smokers area of elephant is straight across okay cool so it's cool. on that other little corner. Yeah, no shit. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, that was the thing as well. Like, you know, now with elephant changing, because I've always loved the elephant. I did a show with Big Owl up there. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. let me basically have full, they have the whole top like room for nothing. Oh, they're sick. Um, like, and that was when it was the old, like, because then I met like Liam Carter and that, who was like the guy from Fresh FM. Yeah, that runs yeah. The, our podcast network as well um so yeah he got me in contact with the people that were running it at the time and they let me have free reign invited me back the next year but i was doing a a full fringe show that year so i didn't do it but that little again just another great venue that now is kind of like not so well known and so it's not getting the business or whatever that it once did
2: that has been bought by another company um and they're renovating and uh, doing it up at the moment to relaunch again that'll be which is really cool uh, Liam and Big Al, I have done guest spots on their podcast, yes, the bad cast, so. yes, bad cast. Uh, which was really fun. I remember there was an episode for like, I don't know if it was their 500th episode or something. And they did this like pub crawl type thing. Mm, yep. That's cool. uh, and it was, and they like filmed it or not filmed it. They recorded it or something. And I was a guest and I met up with them at one of the pubs and waited for them. And I was on work cover at the time because I had stacked and broken my wrist. And I was on fucking, like... Uh- pain medication and it was the first time I decided to have a couple of beers yeah got fucking blotto like I don't remember <laughs> being part of the episode I don't remember talking to them at the pub uh, how did it turn out Then I yeah. have no idea I don't think I've listened to it oh, so it was too scared yeah, was too Casey sent some wild yeah. shit oh yeah he doesn't even want to know the fucking doesn't want to yeah. be responsible for what was said yeah <laughs> yeah that was yeah that was that was fun
0: did you see that they speaking of the elephant as well they went there and did that um that you know how the uh, elephant was doing like a hot challenge there for a few months before they closed down with the the last owners
2: with the wing. So uh last. no,
0: so the the they there was three. I know two of them. The one that they did was a was a curry like a like oh, okay. a butter chicken or you know chicken masala or something that was stupid hot.
2: It would have been and been, they be. did
0: it like as they were recording the podcast and like didn't have a great time. But the yeah. one they did afterwards, which was um, amazing, was a uh, it was a carolina reaper burger yeah and then sick. chili cheese fries with carolina reaper like throughout uh, the, the thing and so uh, we went there for a work lunch it was christmas time and my boss always went on about how much he loved spicy food kept bringing hot sauces into work making us try it one time like i must have tried it on my like pinky then forgot about it then like rubbed my ear and like an hour later i'm like oh, that's still burning. And they're like, did you touch your fucking ear, you dickhead? I'm like, oh. <laughs> um, and then, so soon as we got there for lunch, I was like, you need to do the challenge, mister. I love fucking spicy food. He's like, I'm nah, not at lunch. we got to go back to work for four hours. And I just turned the peer pressure gauge up to a fucking 11. Yeah. Eventually conned him into doing it. And the leaderboard at the time had like three people on it. And I said, how many people have tried it? And they're like, oh, at least 25, 30. Only three people had actually finished it. And the top performer at the time was a girl who'd finished it in 12 minutes and I was no like shit. dude you should smash this easy well he fucking destroyed it didn't he yeah? seven minutes he finished this burger and this was thing this Big Al or no no this is my boss oh and right was, okay I was, I was, I was, and he was like sweat was pouring off of him but he oh, like shit. demolished this thing I tried one little bit of mince off the chili cheese fries and I was like holy fuck dude oh, like shit, how did uh. you eat that whole thing yeah And so, yeah, got it down. They put him up on the leaderboard. He goes outside to like have a smoke or something. And then I'm at the bar getting another beer. And I just hear him like, oh, Justin. And I'm like, turn around. And he's fucking chundered all (laughs) over the floor out the back of that little smoker's area. And I was like, it still counts, right? Like I'm saying, this is the thing. And they're like, yeah, he kept that down long enough. We'll keep him up on the league. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, like we, we, you know, we t- like laughed about it for a while. Then like a month later, they rang him and they're like, yeah, no one knocked off that time, mate. Come get your prize. And he got like a wood, um, a wood grain... Cooper's Esky, like, with, like, tub lined and whatever, and a carton of beer for, oh, that's sick. for sick. finishing that's it. I was like, sick. yeah, dude, that's a fucking set I'm like, that's see, sick. when we went and picked it up, I'm like, aren't you glad I fucking peer pressured you, dickhead? <laughs> hey. But he was in a bad way for the rest of that. Oh, afternoon. yeah. We went back to be. work. Like, he was sitting at his desk just like, like, just oh. <gasps> yeah, and I was like, yeah, yeah. sorry, bro. But fucking we uh,
2: were making Man versus Beer, one of the beer challenge, or oh, booze challenges that we did, was uh, we went and did the Chili Shot Challenge at the Austral, I don't know if you remember that. They used to I've definitely heard of it. They used to have this like chili sauce and then make an emulsifier and then mix it with vodka and you do a shot and you had to like sign a waiver and you got given a glass of milk. Like that was was the thing. Um, And we heard about that. We're like, oh, this is going to be sick. Like we'll film it. We'll like call out to like all our crew, get some people there. This will be a fun little thing. So, we organised it and uh, we rocked up early. We filmed the day before. We got the chef to show us how he made it. And we got him to, like, you know, make it a bit fancy. So, he was, like, boiling down chilies and doing this. Yeah, cool. Adding this chili uh, essence shit. Some theatrics. Yeah, exactly. Um, And then uh, they left it up on the shelf. The next day we came in to film and we had to sign the waivers. And then the guy who was the manager at the time, like, poured the two shots. And they were black, man. No like, oh, shit. It was not fucking red. It was black. And I was like, this is not going to be good. Like, I <laughs> I'm like I I like chili, but I'm not a fucking mega yeah, like, yeah. chili man. And it was me and Jake. Jake's seven foot tall, big fucking giant dude, loves beer, fucking just an awesome guy. And we had it. And then we're like sitting there. And before he had his, like, I... Went and got his shot glass and got this like chili S and stuff and like rimmed his shot glass. Oh. Um and made it even hotter. Yeah, and rimmed his milk glass as well. Oh, so like oh, you know, no. it was a bit of a stitch up and yeah. like I filmed myself doing it and then we added it into the episode to make it funnier. Um little did I know that the manager of the uh austral did that to my glass of milk as well and so i like didn't drink any of the milk and then had like a little bit and jake was like how do you show up like sitting there and he's like oh yeah it's not too bad but actually it's not bad at all and then he has some of his milk and then he's like Oh, actually, it comes back. (laughs) And and so that got him really bad. And then he started vomiting into a bucket. Oh, true. And then I, like, couldn't vomit because I didn't eat anything all day and it just, like, stuck to my guts. Yeah. And I was on the ground in, like, tears. I was in so much pain. Yeah, full chilly stomach. It was not good. It came out in my piss. Like, I went out of piss and I was like, oh, my God, what is going on? Um, Then I went home and I passed out and I, like, slept for, like, eight hours and I woke up, drank water and my taste buds, thought it was coidal, like I'd burnt my taste buds everything's was real uh, fast from one forward, shot yeah fast forward wow. like three or four years later I end up working at the austral with all the managers that did that and stitched that up and they're like oh yeah so instead of like that chilli stuff I sat there for 15 minutes with the chilli essence just putting it in the bottle so it was even hotter than what you oh, thought it was no going to be. I was like, oh, oh fuck you. I'm like, D- and he's like, we still have that bottle, but we don't let anyone ever fucking try it. Oh, true. Like, Dude, you could have killed me. Yeah. Yeah. I could have died. You <laughs> <died. I could've laughs> <killed laughs> literally ripped my fucking <laughs> stomach <laughs> Yeah. Well,
1: speaking of shots, boys, should we have a break and have yeah, a have few
0: more beverages? I think we absolutely fuck. We haven't had
1: a break on the potter for a while, but Wait, it's, I think I reckon the last one we had a break would have been uh, Below episode 10 Yeah before Before, before the Well before, before video. video
0: Well before video Well let's so, uh, let's, let's come back let's, a little bit sideways When we? we get
1: back I want to talk a little bit more about your comedy Yeah yeah uh, Talk about that And then we'll get and into then the gestions And also I want to talk about what music you're into Yeah see so, so Let's do it We'll be right back Chestnuts well, yeah. Working chestnuts And uh, uh, we are
0: back We're back We're back from break
2: we're, Now back talk us
0: Zach. Walk us through what we've got here. There's an man. orange peel in this, my man.
2: There is. There is. So uh, I express the orange over the top. So you got the oils around the glass, uh, rim the glass and dropped it in. It's just a, a whiskey old fashioned. So bourbon whiskey. Uh, normally you'll use uh, like some sugar syrup or some brown sugar. Mix that down with a little bit of bitters uh, and then just stir it over ice. Express some orange over the top and you're good to go. I've well, never had
0: either of these two Nah, drinks, neither have like, I. I'm fucking, and now I'm like, I'm more educated and cultured. I'm going to go in, I'm going to go into a bar one time and be like. Whiskey sour is tough. Fucking whiskey sour. Whiskey tough, yeah. Is there like, is it something that most places like that have a man, obviously not of your talent, but like of moderate talent, I should be able to go fucking whiskey sour oh, and Whiskey able sour
2: to make it. and old fashioned, they're classics. So yeah. They're yeah. classic cocktails, which everyone as a bartender should know how to, to do. Know, should yeah. know how to do. Don't, um to be so cultured. No, no more West Ends and all <laughs> no these for me. I'm
0: going in. I'll have a whiskey sour think.
1: Well, like I had um, a cocktail at that Errado Teppanyaki um, place that was like almost like, it felt like it was almost milky in a certain way. It was like pineapple. And Malibu. Pina Colada? And, uh, no, it wasn't a Pina Colada though. It was something else. I can't remember what it was called. If, it comes from, if I remember, I'll fucking blurt it out. But like, yeah, yeah. Oh, I it was almost like a trifle, but it was alcohol. It was, right, okay. Like It wasn't thick at all, but it tasted like a, what a trifle tastes like, but with a bit of pineapple and like an alcohol. Was it a
2: splice?
1: Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it might have had splice in the name. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it sounds very splicey. Old splice
2: used to be, uh, what was it? Malibu, Maduri. um and like pineapple juice. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe it was maybe yeah. it was like A little a, bit of, pineapple of cream. That's my favourite. Uh, she little loves a fucking sorry, splice. Uh, yeah. Coconut cream. Yep. Oh yeah, Chocolate. had coconut
1: water in it as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah maybe maybe, it, maybe it was a fucking splice. Got a bit of, a bit of splicey out. Japanese action. splice. It was
0: fucking dope. I like, yeah. we were sitting there going like we need more of
2: these motherfuckers. <laughs> <Yeah.
0: like. laughs> so, I'm a big yeah. margarita man. I love a fucking marg. I love tequila. I've always loved tequila.
2: I never was the biggest tequila fan, but I've started to Drink a bit of it. Yeah. yeah. I do like it. I've now. been wanting
0: to like, because I've never, um, I've never splashed out on like, you know, I've bought some really nice bottles of bourbon and stuff before. Like, um, uh, but I've never gone and got like a really nice bottle of tequila. And that's something I wanted. to do. I want to know what like fucking high-end tequila is. Get one with the like. worm or a scorpion in it. Yeah. I've had, the, but even those ones aren't like, no, nah, you can get some high end. Yeah, that's what I mean. There. I want to get like a fucking proper like three four hundred dollar bottle of tequila and see what that shit tastes like, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. Actually, better like the tequila
2: taste. the like the more mellow it is. Yeah, yeah. So, and, yeah, I like, yeah. and I like I
0: like the taste. Like I actually okay. enjoy the taste of it. Like it doesn't doing shots of tequila doesn't make me wince at all. Whereas like even a shot of vodka or whatever, what, what, I don't know, what, just what about hits gin? Me. Are you into gin? Yeah. I'm yeah. dead into gin now, man. My I sister
1: mean- made her own, her own gin for Father's Day yeah, for my dad. Yeah, yeah she, she made good. it. She infused it with chili because she works at a, a winery and they, yeah, make, yeah, they cool. make wine and gin. Cool. Um, called Applewood, I think it is. Yeah, yeah um, And yeah, and like she made this gin and like actually put like jalapenos and shit in it. And it, it's spicy. It's like a spicy gin, man. Yeah, yeah, dude. It's killer. So
2: uh, at the Helling Out, they're at gin bar. So it was my job to know everything about all their gin. So I had to know, you know, the distilling process and all that type of stuff. So all you the watched different... so they distilled
1: their own stuff. No, no, no. Oh, okay.
2: Uh, but I I know people that make their own gin so i would learn off them and so on um and you know it was our job to know all the different botanicals in the gins. so you know a lot of new world gins which are the ones that come from south australia that have all the different botanicals in them that you can taste which is really cool um and you know the whole thing with the south australian gins and why they're so good is because the neutral spirit that they start with is made out of grapes um, yeah. whereas, you know, all the gin that comes from the UK and comes from America and all that, that's all, uh, grain base, uh, mm, which didn't is that. generally a bit more spicier and so on. okay. Yeah. Um, okay. but, uh, the, uh, grape based stuff, it, uh, it blends well with a lot of fruit and, yeah. and different flavors like that. Well,
1: one of the, one of the things that she says she put in there one time was ants. Green like, ants. Green ants. Yeah. yeah. So literal yeah. uh, fucking ants.
2: Yeah, so Adelaide Hills Distillery, 78 Degrees, they did a collaboration with uh, Something Wild, which is this cool little uh, store at the... um The central markets. Oh, cool. um, And the family that owns that, they're indigenous, and they're uh, the only family that are are actually allowed to forage for those uh, green ants. Oh, true. Okay. Because I don't know if they're endangered or or, or whatnot. Yeah. But they actually distilled the gin using uh, a lot of coriander and and lime because they're the flavours that you actually get from the green ants. And then someone actually dropped a couple of green ants into the bottle. So yeah. we would buy green ant little tubs like that and garnish the uh garnish the uh, the gin and tonics with the ants. Oh that's
1: six so you actually put the Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah and right, I, I remember
2: cool. there was like it was one fringe and there was a comedian's girlfriend was there and she was vegan. And so at the Helling Hour they have uh two for one gins at uh seven thirty every night or something. And the gin of the week was the green ant gin. And so it gets that busy that you've just got trays and you're just pumping them out because people are just coming up like, yeah, I'll take yeah, four. Yeah. Um, and so you, you're pumping them out. You're just putting the, uh, the green ants in them and so on. I remember this girl, she got her gin. She's like, oh, just get the two, two for one. got the gins and then comes back. She's like, look, guys, I don't mean to be uh, – a bit weird, but there's ants in my gin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're like, yeah, dude. There's meant
0: to it's be a green yeah. ant gin, bro. <laughs> yeah. Um that's epic. I just recently had a bottle of the uh big shed right. gin that they did with their boozy fruit.
2: Oh, okay, and yeah. Cool. That was
0: fucking good. That was one of my favorites. Like oh, I love the beard like boozy fruit. I'm a big big, big shed fucking fanboy. Big, I big, love a lot yeah. of what they um so-
2: uh, for Man Vs. Beer, we filmed live at this craft beer festival at uh, the highway. Yeah. So craft beer was only just starting to take off and Big Shed wasn't even a brand yet. Okay. So one of the guys actually worked at the highway in the because they had a big craft beer sort of thing. And he was starting to make his own beer and all that. And he was like, oh, can I like do a little interview with you guys? We're like, yeah, dude. His name was Craig, I think. Um, and he was like, yeah, I'm starting my own uh, brewery called Big Shed. And we're like, oh, sick, man. That's awesome. That's And cool. he's like, yeah, we're going to do all the, we've got all these cool ideas. We're like, yeah, no worries. And it was, it's been really cool to watch how that brand's blossomed yeah, over time. Yeah. And, and you know, they're doing all their really cool stuff. Where um, are they based now?
0: So they're at Stepney. I think they're in Stepney, yeah. I have no idea. Stepney, um, but okay. yeah, they do the, the brew shock. So like the fruit shock like yeah. the collaboration with men's, which they're fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, they just did this one that was like hugely popular, like a golden stout time it was called. So it yeah, was like a okay. golden daytime stout that just went crazy. I wonder how they
2: get these flavours, man. So, so that's insane. Uh, a lot of beers, a lot of people that brew beer, they get the flavour from the hops and all that. Yeah. Um, I think Big Shed have derived a thing with like, uh, like scientific people where they can go up to them and go, we want something to taste like this. And right. they're all like, put together like a syrup or find something. Okay, here's this. Add that to your beer. Add it in there. And, and so interesting. On. No um, shit. So it doesn't come from the hops and that? Yeah. That being yeah, said, yeah. I'm not shitting on that company or anything. That's still, but I just think yeah. it's an interesting If it, it tastes dope, it tastes dope. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So that's cool.
2: That's
0: cool. And so you've um you've obviously uh taken a step away from from the bar world and you've gone back into trade life. Um how was that? That would have been a pretty big adjustment obviously Doing night work for so long and kind of like, you know, hospitality is just so crazy, go, 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 and then transitioning back into um the the trade stuff. How did how did you go with that? How did you handle it?
2: Um, it was sick. Like I I got to the point where I just was over it. Like uh after like 15, 15 years. 15 years is a yeah, fucking a big stint. It, it was uh it was time to find something else to, to get out of it. But I just had no idea what I was going to do. Like, I loved beer. I, I wanted the idea of, you know, becoming a brand ambassador or, or something like that. Yeah. But I, I, I just didn't put enough work into trying to find something like that. Yeah. And, and it, it takes, was only, it takes
1: time to do something like that, too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for
2: sure. Um, and it, it was only lucky. Like, uh, I moved in with a good mate of mine and his brother's a builder. And uh, over the Christmas break or something, I, I had a friend whose kitchen needed to be plastered so i went there and i, I was helping him out and just uh, fixing up his kitchen for him and i came home and i'm covered in fucking plaster and all that and uh, my housemate's brother was there and he's like what have you been doing i said oh plaster in my mate's kitchen so i like, do you know how to do that i said yeah and he's like how i'm like "Oh, i did a trade when i was younger and he was like oh really well, i might need a guy like you know, give me your phone number he rang me like two days later, it was like two days before Christmas. It was like I need you for the next two days. Oh. I'm like, uh like, okay. So yeah. I did the next two days um plastering a pub out in uh in Port Adelaide and was just like, Okay, well those two days are done. I'll just go back to bar work or whatever. Maybe something else will come up. Uh after the new year, I got a phone call saying, Hey, can you come back and give me a hand? Uh went back Met the big builder, and he was like, "Yep, cool." And I ended up plastering the whole like pub and doing it all myself. Yeah, no um, shit. Sure. For them that's the right. next like two and a half months. Yeah, yeah. wow. Yeah. of just day in, day out. Which just pub was
0: that that they've redone?
2: Uh, that was the Peninsula. Okay, yep. So in Taperoo. Yeah.
0: Oh, okay. Um
2: So I ended up doing that, and then from there it just sort of escalated. And every job that this builder got, he he would give me a call, and I could go do that. And then uh, my housemate's brother would call me and be like, oh, I've got this little job. And then, you know, his mates were different tradies and they'd be like, oh, you don't know a flusher, do you? And then I'd get a phone call and I'd go do that. Yeah, okay, So yeah. it just kind of, uh, you know, uh, snowballed for Word of mouth, mate. It's the most powerful so you
0: So are you kind of like subbing then? You're not yeah, working yeah. just under one thing. You're just like basically subbing out. Yeah, yourself yeah. so that you can have a bit of a break in between exactly sh- exactly yeah so, that's awesome man.
2: um so i can you know go and do a job and then take some time off and so on
0: and that's what you didn't that's the big thing that you don't get in hospitality no I, I never weekend. had a holiday like yeah. i mean
2: it, it was good when i was working in bigger pubs and so on uh you'd be put onto a full-time basis and you would get that annual leave and so on which you were told to use up and Mm. And that, which was, which was good. But then when you start to manage small family owned bars and so on, you don't get put on to a uh, full-time basis there. Nah. Like it, it's much harder and you don't yeah. get time off. You've got to work every fucking weekend and, yeah. and that. Um, and that's what, what I've loved from going back to my trade is, you know, uh, the transition from going from working nights to working, you know, seven till 4 PM and then going home, sleep, like having a couple of beers, eating dinner, going straight to bed, getting up, going and doing it again. But then knowing that you've got fucking uh, Saturday, Sunday off. Yeah. It's like, this is sick actually. Has it, has
0: it been better for your like lifestyle and stuff as well 100%. in terms of being surrounded by that? you know, hospitality life and, you know, knock off drinks and all that kind of shit. Whereas like now, I mean, as you said before, you you might go get the wild turkey can Mm. on the way home, but then you go have a feed and you're so dead from the work that you just end up passing out. So you kind of felt like you've been taking better care of yourself since you switched as well.
2: Definitely, definitely. Um, There was times working in the bars where, you know, uh, to get through the shift, I'd be drinking. Yeah. Yeah, like It got to that point where I hated it. Like I didn't want to be there. And it was my job to, you know, talk to customers. And I was just like, I don't want to talk to customers. And and it just, you know, it got so hard. And and I was just so lucky that the people that I worked for still gave me the opportunity to be there and didn't just go, oh, this guy doesn't want to be here. See you later. Mm. Um, these guys really gave me the opportunity to continue going. And, and they'd sit down and be like, so what's going on? And I'd be like, yep, yeah, yeah, no, you're right. I need to fucking pull my head in and so on. Um but the, when the opportunity came to move on, uh, they were so great. They were like, you can come back anytime if yeah, you need good, Work man. on weekends, just do it. And now, like, to this day, like, I call them once a week just to see how they're going. Yeah, like, cool. Oh, if, has someone punched a hole in a wall? I'll come fix it for you. Like, yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, 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 um, yeah. It's cool that you've I'm got really that cool.
0: relationship with them.
2: Yeah, right. yeah,
0: so cuz it'll definitely come full circle. There will come a time where you're like, you know what? I just want to do a couple of weekends through fringe or whatever it may yeah. be like. Oh, it has. You know, where you're like yeah. I'm just going to go back and like and then really enjoy it because you get the best of like the the you know, the best of what it was doing it because obviously there's a reason you did it for so long, right? There was obviously good times around yeah. that, but it just gets so overbearing and so when you don't get that time to yourself and that break and whatever so to go back and be like, yeah, I'm going to do these three weekends or whatever and have the fucking time of your life because you love making drinks as we fucking, you know, yeah, yeah. and doing that kind of stuff, but it's just not sustainable as a job for the rest of your fucking life. No, like, it's yeah. not-
2: and, and it's as you get older as well. Like, I mean, from the age of uh, 20 to, you know, uh, 35, like i um, pumping out drinks. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah and yeah. and I loved it. Like it for the first fucking uh ten to twelve years, it was the best time of my life. Like, How many you know, drinks
1: do you reckon you made in your life? Oh fucking no idea. No idea. Give it give I it a give it a stab, give it a number. I could not. Yeah. I could yeah. Not, yeah. Really. Like probably I probably a meal. Meal?
2: Yeah, oh dude, I could not no drinks. there was times where like you know meal. you're pumping out, you know, vodka raspberries and yeah. you're just like, you know, holding the bottle and it's just like boom 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 boom. <laughs> Boom! 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 There you go. That's fucking hundred and fifty bucks. Yep. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's yeah. that busy. Uh. So and but I've worked in a lot of busy, busy venues. Yeah. Like, that's
1: cool, man. Well, the, the fact that these people have gone like, hey, if you want to come back, and like he just said, then with uh, like if you wanted to put on a fringe show, you'd work, you know, Monday to Friday doing shows, and then on the weekend you were like, oh, you know what? Now I just feel like going and doing a, you know, a few extra shifts. That's yeah. That's, that's heaps cool. That's um, heaps cool. The first uh, so
2: two thousand and twenty. Was the was it 2021? Two, tw- 20, 2021, I did a split bill in Gluttony, uh called Who Killed Santa with uh Clay and Jean. Clay and Gene. Um and I was doing my trade then, so I was working every oh, day. Yeah, that's hardcore. And then doing my show at 10.30 at night. Yeah, um, yeah. so that was that was hard. Um, but I was like, I'm still new back to the trade. I've got to impress the builders, I've got to mm. fucking make the make the effort um, to get it done. And so that was hard. And then that from there, that's when I took a break. Yeah. And then I was like, I can't do comedy while I'm trying to get this up and rolling. Yeah. Yeah. So I took, I took a year break. uh, Yeah.
1: So, so let's, let's dig a bit deeper into the, into the comedy. So you're saying you've been doing it for eight or so years now. Um, for a little while, yeah, 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 yeah. So, what really kind of kicked that off for you? What really inspired you to go like, all right, you know what? I want to try and make something of this. Is it the pure passion for making people
2: laugh, or? Um, I think it's the pure passion for uh, just. I, I do actually like people. Yeah, uh, I like to make people laugh. I, you know, I like to have people over to my house and cook for them. I, I just like to make people happy. Yeah, and I think that's what I loved with hospitality as well. Like. Uh, the aspect of, you know, people are there and they're having a good time and, you know, all that. Um, with the hospitality industry, you don't get the the rewards of doing a comedy show and, and so mm. on. Whereas, you know, you make someone a good drink, they forget about it. Um, you do a good show, people hang around afterwards, buy you a beer. And exactly, like, like, yeah. That was great. And they come back to
0: you next one too. Yeah, yeah. Um Hey, I even bombed fucking and someone bought me a beer. Some bloke was <laughs> like, No, oh, you're all right, mate. That was fucking you're young. <laughs> you're young, keep at it. So I got bought a beer for fucking bombing on Friday. <laughs> yeah.
1: You've been doing comedy for fucking X amount of years. And, and, you, and, and, and
0: you got the, you're young, keep at it. Somehow. Yeah, I know. And I was like, dude, I'm <laughs> old as shit. Dude. Didn't you hear me? Clearly yeah. you weren't listening. Half my jokes were about being old. <laughs> um But That's you're nice. right, man. Like it, it, it is, I love that, that feeling of like, um, uh, you know, just feeling like you you gave someone a good time, man. It's so yeah. Good. yeah. That sounds well, bad. Fucking you gave- <laughs> gobbies, in the, gobbies yeah. in the alleyway. But um, he doesn't just shake cocktails, mate. He fucking... Shakes digs. <laughs> <Yes. Yeah. laughs> uh, fucking screaming eagles <laughs> <and> fucking <laughs> down the side of the cranker. Um, no, nah, but you're absolutely right. And I'm the same. Like it's just, And we've talked about this on the podcast so many times, but it's why the pod's amazing as well is because it's more like controlled versions of that you know we can decide what gets put out there or whatever like Mm. you know the audience is whatever it becomes like you know obviously as i found out friday night sometimes you can't always fucking pick your battles when it comes to comedy yeah yeah. but that feeling that we get from this and the same thing i get from comedy is just someone being like dude that was fucking awesome i had a great time fucking love that that's my favorite thing in the world man because like you know the world's fucking crazy and being able to do anything that can give someone a good feeling yeah release some fucking endorphins for them man i'm, I'm here for it so i'm yeah. sure you you know you're much the same
2: 100 uh, but uh after having a year off i'm enjoying the writing process again yeah like uh i, I guess maybe i was burnt out because it, it got to the point where i was working in bars and i was gigging three to four times a week i was helping you know uh Sound check at the open mic on Mondays and then yeah. I'd run giggles on Wednesdays and sound, uh, you know, do the do the sound tech work there. It's just or...
1: overstimulation, mate. Yeah and, yeah, and
2: and then, but because I was working in bars, I would, you know, have those nights I'd work during the day, then I'd go do that, then I'd get pissed afterwards, then I'd wake up, then I'd go to work at 3pm, then I'd work through till... 3 a.m. or two or one in the morning and then I'd get drunk and then I'd go home and I'd do the same thing. And it was this constant cycle. And yeah. like, you know, uh my mental health like got really bad at the end of uh, you know, working in bars because I was just on this constant cycle of groundhog day of doing the same thing, same yeah. thing, same mm. thing. Where
0: and what what in that cycle, where's the inspiration for new material exactly. coming from? Because like everything that you probably Everything that you could possibly write out of bartending work, you've written it. You know what I mean? Anything inspirational that would have come out of that line of work, you've already done it. It's in your back catalogue. Exactly. Where's the next new thing in your life to make you go, hey, this is a fucking thing. Yeah. And again, maybe you don't even write jokes about your trade now, but your life's different. Yes. So you're seeing different parts of the day, different people around. Like, so- Thing, all of a sudden you are finding new things in your life that are like, yeah, I noticed this fucking guy. Yeah, at the yeah server I don't know. You know what I mean? But it's like that- you, when you're in that groundhog day, um, it's hard. Like for me, I mean, how much fucking... How much fucking Gawler line material did I have in my early fucking stand-up? I reckon day? probably
1: 80% of the issue was... Oh, maybe 80 maybe like 60 like maybe, maybe 60 I had, I had
0: No, like, I, I'd say 60 I had a big chunk of shit yeah. that was just about fucking the Gawler line because it was all I saw. And it was yeah, like the only yeah, yeah. place that... My workplace didn't have anyone. They were all fucking boring as shit. The only characters or, or anything that I got to see was on the fucking train. And for yeah. the, you know, I didn't have a missus or anything for the first, like, chunk of my stand-up. So I was like, I didn't have the misses, the kid or whatever, like... So I was like, that was it. That was all I fucking had. I had nothing else interesting, really, to talk about. And I was also like wasn't being self-reflective enough about, hey, you've got fucking cool, funny stories or whatever. Like, yeah, I was yeah. always looking outward. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's that whole thing of, like, that big change-up of what's going on will really help the creative process, it has,
2: man. It has. It has. I've I found, you know, I've been able to write a whole brand new fucking, you know, 15 minutes just in the past week and a bit. And, yeah, that's crazy. You know, it's all building and building and building. And, uh, yeah, getting back on stage has been really, really fucking good. And, I mean... You saw me the. First, uh, I took a break and then my first show back. Uh, we were on the same show and you followed me, um, and I was that nervous before I got on stage. And it was only you came up and spoke to me before I went up, and that pulled me out. Yeah, because I was in my own head, just like, yeah. fuck, I'm gonna be shit. This sucks. Like, do I even want to be? Do I want to be doing comedy anymore? fuck and I'm overthinking like all this type of shit yeah. and then Justin comes up and is like oh yeah man and fucking this and that and you know things are going good and I was like yeah and yeah. sometimes and you then-
1: need that hey you're like, you're just, like because you're like, oh, out, yeah. you know? yeah, you're like oh man like it's been so long or like, yeah. I've never done a stand up set in my life but I can imagine just standing there on a stage everyone completely silent waiting
2: you to make them to make them laugh and it's just like oh that well, would be quite hardcore I think this was like outside the room and we're, we're talking that and then someone didn't rock up or, or something and then the, the the guy that runs the show comes up and goes oh zach you're on next and i was like hang on isn't there like two more people i'm like oh fuck i'm up next and i had to go and yeah. then go straight on so you were rushed as well like, kind yeah. of yeah and then i went up and fucking killed yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, that's good at, yeah, least, at, least, and, at least it was yeah and it was doing new material but i also had some older stuff there that i know word for word for word because i'd Done it in fringe shows and so on. Yeah. So I know doing new stuff off the top and then going back into this old stuff that I know works helped sort of build it all at the end. And I got laughs and it fucking resolidified solidified the fact that, yeah, I am a comedian. Yeah, fuck yeah, man. I do man, know yeah. how to
0: do this. Put that belief Stop. back in your Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And man. I and then, need that after Friday night. Yeah, you know? hey, <laughs> fuck yeah. Hell. No, never.
1: Well, Proper like, bomb. well, like, it'd be interesting to see, like, uh, in the Sharks gig coming up. Because um, I just wanted to try to dive more into about like what you actually write about because I've never seen you before. So okay, what cool. what, are you, what kind of comedy style are you, are you about?
0: Obviously, we'll see it in a couple of weeks. But yeah, um, get your I tickets do... now if this comes out before <laughs> next. Saturday yeah, we'll now. make yeah we'll make it come. Event finder, yeah. Fucking get on there. We'll, get down to the Salisbury Sharks. We'll do this this weekend. We'll put this okay. this weekend. Okay, fuck so. yeah.
2: Uh, so I do a lot of observational stuff, but cool. I do. Uh, I do, I do very self-deprecating comedy. Yeah, cool, cool. So I don't really take the piss out of anyone else. I take the piss out of myself yeah, and don't. turn it around to make it funny. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the stuff that I'm writing about at the moment is uh, it's a little obscure. There's, there's different stuff. I'm trying to – so when you first start doing comedy in Adelaide, uh, you're only given five-minute sets. Yeah. And, and the long form of comedy isn't – that funny in a five minute set. If you're telling mm. a joke that goes for five minutes, you need to have beats in there. You need to have punchlines, yeah. punchlines and so on. You're doing a set, you end up doing uh, five jokes that go for a minute and there's a punchline in all of them. There's a, you know, set up punchline, set up punchline, set up
1: punchline. And, that, and that's how it should be on a five minute set. I remember I went to one of the shows, he performed at and there was another dude, I can't remember his name, dude, he went up there and one of the jokes, I swear, probably spanned like three quarters, if not even more, of his... Set, yeah, and then we were like, oh, the punchline at the end is going to be hilarious. Like it has to be because he wasn't peppering in little funny bits in between. Yeah, and then at the end of it, it was one of them jokes where it was just like dumb, dumb funny, and we were just like, oh. Yeah, no payoff. For yeah, no or, payoff for
0: all the four line. and a half minutes of work to like, so like for yeah. that a level of payoff. And then, it then it you is. compare
1: that to like, um like the prime example of like my favorite of like a storytelling would be a Burt Crag's machine story, yeah, where yeah, it's yeah. like you know at the end he's got that big kind of reveal, but he's peppering through funny bits yeah in yeah. between. So I imagine doing that in a five minute set would be quite difficult. Yeah, it is. yeah um,
0: callbacks are almost non-existent in a five minute set because it's like there's not enough time to like take people on a journey, so mm-hmm. that well, they can forget what you said. So yeah. that when it comes back around, it's like, surprising. Oh, that's funny. Whereas yeah, like yeah, yeah. doing the longer form sets, which I'm doing through this road show and I fucked up my set on Friday, <laughs> yeah. but I've actually got a couple of really good <coughs> callbacks in there. I forgot them at yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like that's, and but it's just not something that I've ever really had to work on because most of the time I've been doing, you know, five or 10 and even 10, it's hard to like really take it, you know, people on a journey. But 15 mm. and 20, you start to be able oh, to yeah. you know, work on that skill. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man, yeah, mm. 15s. Especially going from, like, doing a lot of five tens and then doing 15 or 20, it feels like 30 minutes oh, to start yeah. with. Like oh, it yeah, feels yeah. like such a longer time up there. Well, I know, like, most of the sets that
1: I played when I was, like, performing back in the day and, like, they were only 15, 20-minute sets, but when you're on stage, even, like, you know, comedy would probably even more so, but, you, but time, the whole time dilation is all fucking out of whack. You don't know yeah. how long you're so up there Especially
0: for, when man. you go and shit, dude. It yeah. feels like, oh, yeah. I, I thought on Friday night, I thought I'd been up there for four and a half hours. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I'd done like eight minutes and fucking bailed <laughs> You're like, fuck, I'm like, done like, with was, this. Man. Yeah. I'm, so, like, I'm so glad I've got a really good fucking yeah, story yeah, Because yeah, I didn't yeah. really have one. You can't one, be like, fucking perfect forever. Well, I remember, I always talk about this. My first ever show that I did, and like I had like 50 people turn up to Old Rhino. like It was a fucking pandemonium. And I did okay. And everyone's coming up to me afterwards and they're like, oh yeah, that was, that was all right. And I'm like, why are you saying it like that? They're like, we came here to watch you fucking bomb, <laughs> yeah, yeah, not yeah. kind of do stand up. Like, that's not what we were here yeah, for. We yeah, thought this yeah, was yeah. going to be an absolute fucking shit show. And you got up there and like told jokes. That's not <laughs> fucking <laughs> oh, hell, sake, like that shit. We're not boring. We're like, yeah, this is shit. <laughs> yeah, I was just, yeah, I always yeah. like, remember, I was like, everyone was always talking about having that big fucking bomb where they just ate shit and. And I, I had not had it until fucking five nights ago. Until five so nights ago. Have, have you, had any big... you had a really big bop? Uh,
2: Yeah, 100%. But I can't remember them because I always get drunk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, <laughs> See, I've done so many shit gigs where there's been like two people there and you're just yeah. bombing the whole time. And I say shit gigs, not shit run or anything like that. It's just, just, unfortunately, the crowd wasn't there. Yeah. And it's hard. But sometimes, you know, even those small gigs are not too bad when you can pull the crowd, like, those three people, you're performing just for them, and you've got to give off everything you've got just for them, and you pull them in and you get them laughing. Yeah. That's better than- Fuck yeah. No, as long as there's that. But I can't remember, like- like I, I've bombed heaps, like 100%. I, I, Monday just gone, I did this new, I did two new bits and we're talking about long form. And I did one bit, which was kind of punchy. It's this bit about sharks that I'm doing at the moment, uh, which is obscure and a bit weird. And the punchline at the end works, which is fun. Um, and then there's this other bit, which I've got about uh, <laughs> fire twirling. Okay. And I have this whole bit about uh, I went to a fire twirling festival and uh, there was this guy there called Jax and it's spelled J-A-X-X-X. And I'm like, fuck, yeah, this guy can't spell. It's going to be great. Um, and it's describing people and it's describing what's going on and then uh, he sets himself on fire and it's all that. Yeah, okay. And, yeah. and it, it's it's going to be a great bit, um, but at the moment it, it doesn't work in a five minute. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Sounds like something needs a bit of a. It's it's going to be great for 15 to 20 minutes. And it's going to, like, if I do a 15, 20 minute set, I'll have a, you know, a joke to start with. And then I'll do that for 10 to, you know, 12 minutes. And then I'll close on another joke or whatever. Um, But it's it's a long form bid. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's hard to work all that out when you're doing small bits of course yeah
1: yeah. you're trying to refine what you got yeah yeah
2: i always wanted to be that storyteller that uh that person that tells those long form stories but haven't been able to do that with the short uh spots luckily i i've done some solo shows where i've got to do an hour worth of comedy and being able to tell longer
1: stories. Yeah, like that would that. be cool. An um, hour, wow. That's a fuck. Have you done an hour show? No. Nah, that's a fucking nah, big
0: half show. half an hour is my longest yeah, I've ever done. That's a big I've, show. I've, I still honestly, don't. I've been doing comedy for 10 years. I still probably only have fucking an hour and a half worth of material total.
1: Like, <laughs> really? And I've like never written, 40% of it will be about Goulton. About Goulton. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. Fuck.
2: Um, I've I really enjoy the, like the chance of writing a show. Yeah. Because you write a show and- I, I, I honestly think don't do a brand new show every year. Like I did yeah. two two uh, solo shows in a row. The first one was fucking great. The second one wasn't as good because I didn't have the same amount of time to build material. Yeah. Um. And I, I think I just rushed it, but I wanted to follow up from the year before, which I thought was fantastic. I'd sold out shows and so on. It was a great show. Um, but the concept of writing a show and the aspect of having like ebbs and flows to go through there and having, you know, start do 10 minutes off the top of just killer material. Just so you get them up there and then allow it to dip and, you know, really embrace the silences and talk to the crowd and bring the crowd into it and then bring it back up again and then finish yeah. really high and being able to do, do that and, and build a scene before the show starts, have a song that really fucking, shows who you are or something and then end the show with a song that ties into the show somehow, you know, yeah. building a show like that is fucking cool, man. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah, that dude. is, yeah. That's one of my favorite things about comedy is the, the the fact that you can tell a story throughout a show and have, have a meaning at the end. I mean, yeah. it, it sounds weird, but I did a show called the Zatula, which was like my first ever solo show. And I had like three years of material, which I'd been working on. And I got, got it all into this one hour show and told this story about, and the show, it was called The Zatchelor. It was all about my uh, being single and my dating experience and all that and how, where I come from, coming from Drew and, you know, you're meant to live that life of dating your high school sweetheart, getting married. I didn't do that. I moved to Adelaide and, you know, my life has changed uh, and all that type of stuff. And then uh, at the end, the whole meaning of the story was, no, you don't have to conform to those things. That's cool, man. You live yeah. your life and and make your own dreams come true. Yeah, that was the whole thing. And to tell that story was just awesome. It made me feel happy. And then afterwards, people would stick around and be like, "Man, that that's such an awesome story." Like I I'm thirty years old as well, and all my friends are married and have kids, but. I'm just enjoying life, and I'm like, that's cool. Man. Yeah, whatever fun, yeah, you want to do, man. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, that's cool, dude. No, that's cool. That, that sort of storytelling and being able to do that—that's the best part
0: of it. Yeah, that's 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 where you want to head. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dope, man. That's so, cool. Well, I that's think cool. it's uh, we're gonna we're gonna do something outrageous, never been done before on What's the far? fucking pod. We're gonna have a second break. Second break. Because I think we got to, we could get. We're gonna a little have bit one more drink. drink, and we're gonna come back, and it's gonna be Gestion City. Geshin City. I think we're gonna have a shot. Have a shot. We're going to have a shot. All right. We're, we're going to have another drink. And then we're going to come back for the most fucking hectic guestions of guestions. all time. <laughs> all right. Let's do it.
1: Wow.
0: We're back. We're back. It's break number two. We've never done a second break before, but we've got a nice little fucking shot here. The bottle of Maker's Mark is almost done. And uh, we're going we're gonna to toast this last little section for the guestions. Yes, it flicked to the man. Let's go, is. boys.
1: Thanks, guys. Double
0: shot. Oh, boy, howdy. That is pure gasoline. What it's is the um, fucking anchor mare? Is like, that is pure gasoline. Like it, smells, like, <laughs> 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 it smells like a turd covered in burnt hair. Um. <laughs> So, we have a recurring segment on every episode, uh, which is a set of predetermined questions that we ask every guest called the Guestions. Now, they've changed a little bit over time. They'll always change. They'll 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 keep changing. They'll keep changing. uh, We've got some staples. It follows a pretty linear line. So, my man, hit him with question number one. What is your favorite song of all time?
2: Wow yeah uh, that's a big one and yeah, we do a hard offer the footnote here
1: where it's like we do our top threes because most yeah, of the yeah. time it's quite hard to put I know when we originally tried to well it was one of the first few episodes when we even started thinking of these, we actually like answer these ourselves, yeah, and we couldn't even fucking figure out one favorite song so, one of song all so
2: time um. If I can list three, I'll list three Yeah, because I can't, I can't choose. Yeah, go one. on. Here's with three. Three, uh, so in no particular order. Um, the Menzing is I Don't Want to Be an Arsehole Anymore. Um, Definitely never had that. Never had that. that I don't even know that song. They're, yeah. they're a punk band out of the States. Cool. Um, which is very cool. The film clip is uh, Jason, you know, with the hockey mask. Um, he doesn't want to be a killer anymore, so he starts uh, being a barista and he falls in oh, love. Oh, true. Really? Um, that's the, That's amazing. Yeah, dude. And he's such a good film clip. Um, and the song is just, it's so cool. That, um, Piece of Burden by the Rolling Stones.
0: Mm. Um, yep. I don't think we've ever had a Rolling Stones no, favorite song. No, we have So that's definitely tick that one off the phone. Yeah. Here.
2: Yeah. I, just have a wicked, I love the stones and my yeah, dad cool. loves the stones. And yeah, they're classic, I was lucky enough to uh, be able to take him to see the stones when they came over here, yeah, which was dead, sick. Um, and then uh, it would probably be a black Sabbath um, paranoid. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a
1: classic. Do you like the older,
2: yeah, like oh, old metalhead. Yeah. I, yeah, I like that old stuff. Um, Black Sabbath have been a favorite band of mine for my 21st birthday. I got to see them with Ronnie James Dio, yeah. uh, which was here at uh Thevedon, yeah, that's um, sick theater. That's and sick. then for my dad's 60th, uh, through working in bars, I had a connection with the. The Coopers uh, Brewery, and through one of their reps, I managed to score the corporate box and take my dad to wow, see, yeah. uh, see Ozzy Osbourne and Black Sabbath for his That's 60th. So, year. so straight away. I'm right. just like,
0: Dio, can you hear me? <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm yeah, lost was so Black Sabbath um, the one with Randy Rhodes on guitar? What no, was that? Uh, that was um, was that just Ozzy Osbourne?
2: That I think that no Zach Wild on guitar, oh, which okay. was yep. uh, uh, Ozzy Osborne. Um, Tommy Yomi was the guitarist okay. for Black Sabbath. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, those that would. But then I have so many favorite Black Sabbath songs. and, and, yeah. and I guess it's hard to pick. And I listen to so much different music. Like I grew up and you know loved Black Sabbath, and then, um, uh, my you know, I I became like a skateboarder and surfer and then it was like, oh hang on, I, l- I love punk rock now. Yeah. And I listen to Pennywise and I listen to yeah, okay. and, uh you know Blink 182 yeah. and Frenzel and all that. What's and your then, favorite Blink song? Uh Eminem. Okay.
1: Mm. Uh, Deep Cut. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
2: Or um Carousel. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah. Oh dude. There's, Just hit, there's yeah. so many. Um and then yeah from there it's you know I I loved all the emo music and yeah. progressed into that and then I loved yeah the new uh you know hardcore stuff and all that and nowadays yeah I'll listen to anything yeah, I don't yeah. really like I, yeah. I don't want to you know say this is all I listen to like I listen to everything and
0: anything fuck yeah so- Should we slip it in right now Well have Let's you got do one? It. Song of the Song week. of the week. This is a, a segment that we have. This is another, seg- this is another a segment. Segment, a segment. This is segment. A segment inside a segment. segment segment-ception. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, wow. uh From like pod number 10, we tried to have a song of the week every pod. Like yeah. we've cut kind of like whatever song we've been smashing for the week. And out of what, 78 episodes, we've maybe done 20 song of the weeks. So like it's been <laughs> yeah, it's the been most fun. like choppy segment of all time. Yeah, and yeah, while yeah. you were talking, I was like, oh, yeah, we should do fucking song of the week. So do you have a song this week that you've been absolutely fucking smashing? <sighs>
2: um we yeah gotta look at my spotify
0: I, every time he, he it. needs it every time yeah
2: i i was listening to it on the way here i don't know if you saw me i put out my yep. headphones and i put it onto my instagram it is uh, it's working for the weekend so this is like yeah
1: so what's the artist called Loverboy. Loverboy boy working for the weekend yeah
2: You would know the song if you heard it. Okay. Um, It is like 80s um, like rock, but not not heavy or anything. Um, I think the song was used in Scrubs. Um, Okay. Wow. Yeah. And it's, yeah, I don't know. I've got into like 80s rock lately. Cool. (laughs) Cool. Which is really weird listening to, yeah, like a lot of Motley Crue and all that type of stuff and- um, yeah, working. So for you the saw
0: Tommy Lee's dick, and you were like, "Man, I right. did not yeah. see really? Tommy's
2: lead, Tommy Lee's dick." But that was the first porno I ever saw, and it was uh, <laughs> that is
0: one of mine. That and a Night in Paris. They're like yeah, really, yeah. oh well, really. So
2: here's the thing, right? So when we were like fourteen or fifteen, that came out, and one of the boys had it on VHS, and I remember we were we had there was like six of us dudes, and we all used to go out like skateboarding and that. And then we were staying back at uh, Jason's house. He had an older brother called Benno and then Benno had like two of his mates over. Jason had me and another mate over and then we were all like sleeping in this room. There was all bunk beds and it was awesome. And then uh, we were watching CKY and like Jackass and all that type of stuff. And then is like Oh I've got this I stole it off Adam Which was his older brother Or something And he rings it in Like puts the VHS in And it was the Tommy Lee Pamela porno And then it was <laughs> Night in Paris And I was like Oh my god Like I'd never seen Fucking porn videos before <laughs> And I was like this is the best thing in the world, I hope they don't see that I have a boner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: what's important, man?
1: Oh, yeah. The awkward. The biggest stitch-up of Even all time. Even now, it would be awkward. I'd be like, oh, fuck <laughs>
0: yeah. Just know, everyone in you. on their phone <laughs> in the a yeah. corner of the room. Um, what's your song of the week, my man? My song of the week is Whatever
1: by Avoid. Oh. Now, I, I think I've mentioned Avoid a few you times. Have, yeah, yeah. Um, they're kind of like a... Oh, they're more like an upbeat. They're still like metalcore kind of, you know, but they're really like upbeat, high pace, high energy, and their music videos are fucking hilarious. They look like they'd be funny dudes to talk to. So this this is like one of their new songs. If they've just released an EP, I think it is just a short EP, but it's just got like heavy sections, sing-alongs, and it's a song about um, essentially like ripping on the music industry, going like um, you know how how they're sick of like you know repeated and regard regurgitated
0: shit, and they just want to kind of create something that's good
1: Fuck so. out, dude.
0: that's good what about you i'm gonna go with uh synthetic heaven by atlas the boys in atlas boys. after my mic didn't work on the fucking episode but uh on the uh, when we had the guys on the drummer who writes a lot of their music uh told us this really uh you know heart-wrenching story about his um grandfather uh like he was supposed to catch up with his grandfather but he'd been like doing band prac working flat out and then on the Sunday night, like had work early the next morning and his granddad was like, Hey, you're supposed to be coming around. And he's like, man, I'm just too tired. Like I'll, I'll catch you next week. And his grandfather passed away like two days later, no pre-existing conditions, like just yes. completely out of nowhere. Yeah. And so the song was all about that. And he told me, like we told us about the song when I'd listened to the song already, but not with like through the, that lens. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I went home song, and I told Erica about it. And the next day I was like on break at work or whatever. And. I was sitting at my desk and i was like had my headphones on listening to a podcast i was like "Fuck, i'm gonna listen to that that song properly and watch the film clip and i just sat there and had the biggest fucking cry of all time then messaged the dude from the band and i was like Man, that is a fucking hit because he was talking about how powerful the song yeah. was to him. And it's I was such like, vibe, dude, bro. I just sat here and fucking cried my eyes out. And, you know, I just wanted you to know that how how moving it is. And, yeah, so that's my fucking song of the week. Man. So shout out, to, man. Shout, shout out to, to Atlas again. Through a working mic. Shout out yeah, to the fucking voice nah, That was a, like, if you haven't
1: heard the Atlas episode, go back and have a listen to it. Even though his mic wasn't working, you can still hear it through mine. So. You know, we, get, we, we get there, we get there. All right. Question number two for the uh,
0: guestiones. Hit him with it, my man. Who is your favorite comedian or comedic actor?
2: Oh, dude, I have a favorite comedian and comedic, comedic actor. Go on, hit us with both. Um, hit us both. Go oh. on. Oh, I have so many, though. Uh, favorite comedian is Kyle Kinane. Um, oh, I don't know him. Oh. Who's that? He is out of the States. Fucking awesome comedian. Uh, I... Yeah, absolutely love his style. Style's kind of like uh, I, I guess I take from it as well. He's he's a bit self-deprecating, but then he has like long-winded stories and yeah. he's very well spoken as well. But he's just a fucking cool dude that cool. loves like rock and roll music and yeah, talks about beer and all that type of stuff. That's like. sick, right up my alley. Like if you've uh, he's got a uh Half-hour special on Netflix. Uh, has, on a spell, has his last name spelled? Kinane. K-I-N-A-N-E. Okay. Maybe okay. a double N in yeah. there. Um, yeah, he has a little uh, half-hour special on the stand-ups in, on Netflix, which is really cool. He has this joke about... Uh, the KKK and being a chef for the KKK, and like, <laughs> do you reckon they'd cook like uh Mexican food and all that type yeah, of stuff? Yeah, okay, cool, um, cool, which which is cool. Um, yeah, I really like that guy. Comedic actor, um, <laughs> recently, uh, it's been uh Nick Swartzman, yeah, who's Swart- yeah, yeah, uh, Swartzman, Swartzman, whatever, yeah, um, who's also a comedian, he's, yeah, he's a comedian as well, um, but Funny as fuck, like in all the films, he uh, acts in all the Happy Madison stuff with Adam Sandler and so on. Um, My two
0: standout parts for him right now. Bench warmers As the dude who Like is afraid of the sun Yeah remember? dude So oh, good yeah. okay. no. And then it's right at the end Of the movie They're like yeah. What about the moon Not a fan I always remember that line <laughs> yeah. um, And In Grandma's Boy Is the uh, most Oh fucking, who is Grandma's Boy They're like The, the, the dude whose Mum he fucking Jerks off all over that's his, That's that's him. Like his best mate in Grandma's Boy, the main character's best mate is Nick Swanson. Oh, okay. And when Sorry. he's like the the my favorite movie. line from that movie is when he fucking beats that dude on Dance Dance Revolution. Is like, <laughs> what does high score mean? Did I break it? <laughs> wait, wait. Is, is he that <laughs> pussy bitch? The, yeah, 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 yeah. He's the- yeah. Shit, sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit, sweet. <laughs> that's that, that's an iconic line. Yeah, iconic so line. Yeah. So yeah, he's yeah. amazing. Um, yeah. yeah. Very
2: um, good. Very I love that good. guy. Um, I think he's fucking hilarious. Um But then obviously uh Danny McBride, Seth oh, Roger. Yeah, There's no. so many yeah, like yeah,
1: yeah. uh yeah. Well Seth man, like I've got I have got another level of appreciation for Seth Rogen. I mean, Super Bad for me is one of my favorite all-time movies, right? But like another recent thing i was watching the um the Tommy and Pamela Anderson um yeah, mini series. On Disney. And he I was, was just amazing. like, "Oh my god!" Like
2: he's. Did you watch that? I haven't seen it yet. He's no. just
1: he, he just murders it. Like he, he yeah. like they all murder it. Don't get me wrong. Like the girl who plays Pamela Anderson, my god, she fucking does a good job of playing Pamela Anderson yeah. too. Yeah, or I had but to like double they, take and be like, "Wait, yeah, she's old
0: as fuck." There's no way that's actually Pamela.
1: She yeah. did such a good job. But like Seth Rogen, he really like I, I, I was losing my mind. Like it was funny when he was like had that um, when he's breaking into the house and he had the fur coat on and he was like trying to like emulate
0: the dog and shit as. Oh, dude, you need to watch that. Do you know it, the man. actual story of like how the porn got out? Since we're talking no, about the porn, no. so this is what the, the whole show's about. That
2: okay? So right. Seth
0: Rogen plays the carpenter that was working for Tommy Lee, building this ridiculous like extension on the house, and then Tommy Lee just kept trying to change things, kept trying to just be a fucking rock star. Like, see,
2: this is why I'm a plasterer. So hopefully, <laughs> yeah, yeah, break, yeah, in- yeah, yeah. Um, break into a TikToker's house. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's it. Uh, so he- Tommy Lee was being a hell diva about everything, wanting to change things five thousand times and like eventually uh, Seth Rogen's character was just like fuck you dude like this is way too much and you haven't paid any of your invoices so Tommy Lee goes no fuck you you're fired I'm not paying you a cent so like Seth Rogen hell disgruntled comes back and breaks in steals the safe like steals Tommy Lee's safe cracks the safe open there's sex tapes inside it And that's the real story. It's the actual story. Yeah, that's the actual story. So the whole show is about the real story. Like, obviously, I'm sure bits are, you know, embellished. But the the basis is the only reason that that sex tape ever saw the light of day was that a disgruntled tradie broke into their fucking mansion and stole a safe. That's the actual, which just makes it so fucking cool when you think about how that even became a thing. and. You end up feeling really fucking sad for them. Like, especially Pamela, you're like, holy shit. Like, no one, you had no yeah. idea how much this actually impacted her career and whatever and something that she never, never should have seen the light of day. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, yeah. You know, and it was the only thing she was known for really after that was about that sex tape. And, um, you know. She I don't know, put-
2: Bob Wire was pretty sick.
0: What the fuck? That's what's Barbed wire That's what I mean. Is that a movie? That, that was the movie. She yeah. was. Like, oh yeah, they say, that's they right. talk yeah, about, about, about it. it yeah, yeah.
2: She also had a TV show called like VIP. I remember watching that, dude. That was sick. That was on like during the day or or on Fox Eight or something. Yeah. She Fox had like, Eight.
1: Classic.
2: Yeah. So um, <laughs> my dad, I fucking love this guy. He's a legend, right? Um, when I was like fifteen, I broke my ankle and I had to. Um, he still made me go to school, but he would make me pick. Do you want to go in the morning then I'll pick you up at lunchtime and then you can come home and chill with me? Or do you want to go at lunchtime and do the rest of the day and then you can come home? That way you have to sleep in. And I was like, no, nah, I'll go in the morning and then I'll come home. At yeah, lunchtime. get out of the way. Um, And like, just because it was a huge school and I was on crutches and couldn't fucking move and I had like pins in there and shit. Anyways, he'd pick me up, we'd go get lunch, we'd go home, and we'd get home, and the Baywatch would be
1: on. Yeah, nice.
2: And we had uh, we had Foxtel, but we were in uh, Country Victoria, so it was called Ozstar. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah. My big yeah. fam okay. had Ozstar over Is on Kangaroo Island. Did they change
1: the name of it over there? Did they?
0: No, it was like every. all. Like, so basically, Foxtel was like Metropolitan, Yeah. and then Country had Ozstar. So oh, like, yeah. my okay, nana on Kangaroo Island had Ozstar.
1: Oh, because I saw Ozstar, because like, it was always Foxtel to me. And I saw star every now and then, but I didn't know what the fuck it was. Yeah, so it's basically country
0: cable. Okay, yeah, interesting, yeah, interesting.
2: Um, and then I, I think we'd watch Baywatch. And then after that, we, uh, I'm sure VIP would come on or something. Which yeah. was like the Pamela Anderson show where she was like a detective or something. Yeah. And then there was all these other hot birds around her as well. <laughs> I'm like, this is the best. You're like, fuck yeah, <laughs> <ankle> again. Like. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Question
0: number three. Question number three. This changes all the fucking time. Well, I'm
1: yeah. We, we got the first two down pat. And then after and then that, that, just that it just kind of fucking rolls into some go, bullshit. just, everywhere. Everywhere. Um, just goes everywhere have, everywhere.
0: Especially after you've had fucking, How we've nearly finished a bottle we've, of fucking Maker's Mark. Yeah, oh. exactly. Uh, have you ever meditated before? Sorry? Have you ever met it, masturbated yes. before? Yes. <laughs> have, you, have you ever masturbated before to Pamela Anderson? Yes. 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 Um, yes. 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 Have you, yes. No, have you ever meditated? Yes. What's your experience I
2: have the calm app yeah which uh, yeah. i think a lot of people like that that shit or whatever i i really like it hey what, oh, yeah, what hey, it sometimes all, yeah as long as some, it works sometimes uh i'll use the sleep stories help me sleep um especially when um you know got like a big project that i'm working on for uh you know i know i'm flat out for the next 2 months doing a job and I'm working, getting home, having a couple of beers, going straight to bed, you know. And this is, like, get home at 4.30. I'm in bed before 7 o'clock. Wow. Yeah. Like, and then I'm up at fucking, you know, 5 in the morning. Yeah. And I'll jump into bed and I'll put, like, a sleep story on, put that on, and that helps. Um, Throughout my hospitality career, I started getting really uh, bad anxiety, and uh, I've had depression all my life. Um, And so you know I battle every day, fucking every day, and it, sometimes it's hard to get out of bed and so on. Um, and sometimes I'll get up and things will be overwhelming, and I'm like fuck. And I'll use this app, and it's got like a, an SOS uh, anxiety uh, meditation where you can just put that on, and I've, I fucking turn off the lights and I sit on the floor just cross legged. I put that on and I close my eyes, and all it is is breathing. All it is is breathing, and just that circuit, just that breathing, you know, in through the nose, out through the mouth, and just a calm voice there, just reminding you that, dude, everything's cool, everything's okay, yeah. you're okay. That's cool. Sometimes man. I need to do like that in that. the morning. Sometimes I need to do that at night. Like something will overwhelm me. A thought about, fuck, did I, did I do that? ceiling right at work like yeah something dumb like that like yeah oh, well I've that's got- the thing
1: with anxiety or depression or something like that is it just there there's sometimes there is no trigger i know sometimes for me i'm just like all of a sudden out of nowhere nothing's triggered it. it's just oh i feel like shit yeah like, there's no like yeah i know what you mean yeah yeah, yeah. that's cool man i like this so what's, what's this app called for people that would be calm calm very good yeah, very cool yeah.
2: um it's got a few different meditations on there it's got stuff that honestly like it's got a sleep one where you know you lay in your bed and there's this old style uh that the military use where they will climb into bed and you start breathing through your nose and through your mouth and uh you try and think about your nose and relax from there and yeah all that, yeah. All that. yeah i've been and through one it, of
1: those interesting because like it, it's funny like like, I've heard about the same thing or I've done the same thing, but you start at your feet and work your way up. Yeah, yeah. So, um, like, yeah, it's funny. It's, it's the same kind of thing, yeah. It's,
2: it's the same thing. And apparently, that's what they use to be asleep within a couple of minutes or, yeah. or whatnot. But calm, do the same one through your feet and all that. And I, I love that. Like, if if my brain's not going too hard and I can actually stop and do that and yeah. jump in the bed and do that... Then it's sweet and I fall asleep awesomely. Yeah, fuck yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I I use those things. Even some days if I've got a day off or I come home from work and, you know, it's sunny outside and no one's home, whatnot, I will sit down on the grass and just enjoy the sun and just do fuck some yeah.
0: breathing exercises. Yeah, man. That's, uh, and like, it kind of like circles back to what I was saying about the change of career, like, how I'm sure, and I'm assuming for you, but I'm sure that you've probably dealt with it less now since going back to this work. I'm, again, I am I know that it would still pop up and wreak havoc, but um, I'm guessing the reason why you're so satisfied with the change is that you're battling way less on a regular way basis. Way less, than- but
2: I've I've been able to deal with it better. Yeah. I've learned better ways to be able to deal with it. Yeah. And also, you know, being up at seven in the morning, seeing sunlight and all that, because... Bar work, you're not seeing daylight, Mm, you're not getting that vitamin D,
0: yeah. Like, yeah, Yeah. and then drinking till, as you said, like finishing at one, drinking till three, going home, passing out, waking up, starting your day already, middle of the day, groggy, got to do it all over again, going through that groundhog day. Like, all of that is such a like a festering ground for 100%. anxiety and and 100%. and, and ha- not helping your depression. Yeah. Whereas like getting up, getting your day started, doing something physical, like obviously bar work, you know you are moving around, but what you're doing right now is really meticulous, really physical. Um, You get to see a finished product. Like that's a huge thing about the kind of work that you're doing now is like starting with this and ending up with this and being like, wow, look at what we're doing. Whereas like, I guess maybe you get a bit of that from a cocktail, but it's not the same, you know, especially when you've done it a thousand times, whereas like a different building, a different type of thing that you've done, you can find that like, yeah, we actually fucking smashed that. We did such a good job way more often than what you would get in, in the work that you were doing before. And I guess observing that about yourself, because if you didn't, you could have kept doing that for another five years and that stuff could have become way worse. Oh, yeah. To the point yeah. that then you are all of a sudden, you know, not getting out of bed at all or whatever. And now getting back into something like your trade is a fucking distant, you know, afterthought. Um, so I think it's really important that you kind of identified, hey, this is not... And had the support of your work as well, like the the Howling Hour really my good. my friends as well. Yeah. Like,
2: um, no, I, I had good mates that went, you're not happy, man. Like, mm-hmm. you really... Got to do something, and and it took a long time because sometimes you don't know how to help yourself. Exactly, like, yeah. and yeah, I was very lucky to be helped by friends that helped, you know, kick me up the butt to to make these changes and, and to do better things. So um, yeah, I'm 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 grateful for the opportunities I've been given to move into this uh, position where I am now. Awesome um, man, which that's, is great. That's so great. That's, that's
0: so, so good. good. That's so
2: good. Well, question
1: number four. I'm going to hit him with something a little bit spicy. Okay. What's one conspiracy theory that you believe oh, in?
2: Dude, I've been waiting for this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, answer. man. I, I, fucking, I have been down, like, uh, I've been getting right into it lately. Like, uh, uh, I love the. Um, Skinwalker Ranch stuff. Oh, yeah. We haven't
1: talked about Skinwalker Ranch at all. Yeah. Yeah,
2: I love that stuff. And I love how that links in with Tom DeLonge now. Mm. Yeah. Um, which is cool. And Bringing back, back that punk love from the yeah, fucking- yeah, yeah. yeah, dude. Well, there's um, a lot of
1: theories about the To Star Academy being a, a psyop, basically. As yeah, well, yeah. because there's a lot of people from like Raytheon and all them kind of like, you know, um big tech yeah, big military industrial complexes being involved with Tom DeLonge. A lot of people are going, well, hold a minute. like Yeah, or- but
2: now there's uh, the person that owns Skinwalker Ranch. They have like a military terry type like people guarding it. Oh, okay. Yeah, which is yeah, meant wow. to be weird. But then there's this story about Robbie Williams uh, really being linked to Skinwalker Ranch as well. Robbie, or oh. Robbie, Robbie, oh. Robbie, like yeah. the singer. Have as you as as it's funny fun, yeah. because
0: actually, like me and my brother were listening. So what he's saying has an angel. Yeah, he's actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Has an angel <laughs> on my <laughs>
1: doorstep. <laughs> Yeah, we were actually talking about Robbie Williams recently. We were like, "I wonder what that guy's doing." I wonder what he's doing. He looks like someone who's just done more coke than (laughs) white for Sure. He he
2: apparently (laughs) bought an island so he could just go on the island and just look for your UFOs. Fuck, that's so sick. Yeah, dude. That's a um, yeah. That's that's so fucking sick. Or mushies, just hell mushies and fucking
0: DMT. Um, Have you guys seen
2: the movie Nope? Like no, no like I haven't like yet. No, It's just but recently I come out. Okay. It's, uh, made by, is it Jordan Peele? Yeah. Who made Get Out and um, one of the other ones. This one's about aliens and okay. so on. And it starts like on a ranch. And I was watching it. And I'm like, hang on. This is like, there's aspects here that are kind of like Skinwalker mm. Ranch. Like, this is kind of cool. Oh, I'm kind of like linking this to it. But then it goes in a whole different aspect and goes Whoa. far away from that. And it's a cool movie. I'm, I'm not going to give away. Any yeah. spoilers. Yeah. just, if you get a chance, go see it. It's fun. I'd love Quite to crazy. actually
1: go to, you know that, you know how like at Skiwunk Range, they do those like weekend retreats yeah, where man. you can actually go there and they go to, is it, is it, is it in Mount Shasta in oh, America? Sure. Oh, I think it's in Mount Shasta where they go up this mountain and then they all, they all sit there and they have the app on their phone where it's like the satellite, so they can see the satellite movement to make sure that it's not a satellite. Right. And they go there and they sit there with like a whole bunch of equipment and they watch and, and like almost you're almost guaranteed to see a UFO. Wow. Because like obviously if it's a satellite, you'll see it on the app. Is that, you know, are you, you know. sure that
2: Skinwalker Ranch? Because Skinwalker Ranch is meant to be like real weird now and it's not meant to be people
1: going. Oh really? Is it changed like, yeah. maybe, maybe up? Confu- maybe I'm getting that weekend trip confused or something or something else. Oh, okay. But like, yeah, because I know that there was at one point you could do something like that where it
2: was yeah, like a yeah.
0: retreat for a weekend. So, maybe that is, maybe. Yeah. Is. So, big, big alien man, though. You believe I love the alien stuff. Yeah.
2: Um, oh, do you mind if I keep going on Keep about going, that? man. Yeah. Uh, there's uh, the Bigfoot stuff, I think, is really cool. Yeah, um, we've had that come up
0: a couple of times. It's just funny. Well, there's like there's as- the
2: Bigfoot stuff where they talk about how there's this uh, different type of like being that lives in the mountains that comes out and, uh, you know kills people and so on um and that it's not actually like a, a bigfoot it's like this different type of person so like
1: reptilian based you mean or no
2: no it's like it looks like a bigfoot but okay. it's a just maybe. Different... baby yeah, yeah 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 um but they live in the mountains and that's why they uh have like all these rules about the american national parks and
1: Oh okay, style. interesting. Um, and then mm. that links
2: into alien abduction, and yeah, all that yeah, type of yeah. stuff. And and the like uh what is it? The four one one uh which is like all the abduction people that haven't been found. Have
1: you Okay, interesting. I haven't I, I didn't know there was like a classification for it.
2: Yeah, it's like the missing four one one or something, which is all the people that have uh gone missing. Oh dude, I went i've been yeah listening to a couple of podcasts yes, and, and like looking like right into it and it's just like i don't believe a lot of it but i just really enjoy listening to yeah, the stories exactly yeah. um just because it's like it's cool to listen like and oh yeah what if that is real like We're seen well, we, we are
1: not Man, i actually shouted this um channel out a few times there's this girl called kerry cassidy who runs this um uh i guess like rumble channel now she used to be on youtube Called uh, Project Camelot And they've got a Project Camelot website And it feels like And I kind of sit there I'm the same as you I'm sitting there going like Alright My critical thinking brain is going like I can't believe everything that she, her, All of her guests and all that she says Yeah But yeah. like the stories are just crazy Like like literally like one of the ones I was listening to last night or the night before Was about Sasquatches And like yeah, yeah. the whole like You know He's of insiders into do with Israel and shit like that. It's just nuts, man. Oh, dude, it's
2: so good. Yeah. Um, I listened to uh, – one of my mates put me onto this because obviously beer drinkers love booze. Necronomopod. Okay. Have you heard of that? No. Yeah, I have actually, So yeah. it's these three dudes and they all sit down and they drink beer together and you hear them cracking beers and so on. And one of them will research a subject, whether it be uh, – you know, serial killers, Sasquatch, fucking aliens, one of that. And then he'll do all this research and then he'll explain it in his own words. And the other two are just kind of drinking, just saying what they know about it and so yeah. on. And it's a really cool way to sort of learn different yeah, uh, that's stuff cool. about these different-
0: Yeah, I'm you know, pretty sure Blake Anderson stuff. from Workaholics was on one of the episodes. Really? <laughs> yeah, that's dope, that's yeah. dope.
2: Um, But yeah, it's uh, I listen to that a bit now. I don't listen. I I find I love the alien stuff, Sasquatch Mm. stuff, all that type of shit. I don't listen to, like, the serial killer stuff. Yeah, you know, no, yeah, yeah I, man, can't, yeah. I can't get around that. Like, yeah. I'm just like, that's too dark
0: for me. Like, yeah, well, it's either no. governments are fucked or shit's, like, not what you think it is. That's, like, the two... There's been
1: a few times that, like, one of our... couple of our things where we've delved into more, like, the Pizzagate conspiracy and, like, the pedophilia and stuff like that as well, but we don't tend to dip that way because, like, a lot of people aren't ready to hear that, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're not ready to hear that kids are getting killed. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's... Yeah, dude, it's...
2: That stuff's just, like... It's so depressing. It's so fucking it's sad, it's really bro. Is. The fact
1: that it, like, there's substantial evidence to it as well is what makes well, yeah, it
2: yeah. Look at the
0: whole fucking Epstein thing and him obviously... See, clearly. I don't know
2: anything. I haven't listened to anything about the Epstein stuff. I just yep. know that he was a bad person. Yeah. Um, and that and,
0: suspiciously died in fucking Yeah, in custody. Yeah. Well, yeah. I know yeah. what
2: people have said, but I haven't listened to any of it not because like I don't believe it. It's just like it's just I don't it's want so to know. Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. the heaviest yeah. of heavy, really, isn't it? Yeah, really, yeah. it when is. Has fucking kids, in dogs, yeah. yeah um, so. Do you know uh, much about the Skinwalker Ranch? No, I so, don't. So, sure. do you know where they got the? Uh, I, I think it's called cool, the the story of the Skinwalker. Like uh, started with the Native Americans, um, and Skinwalkers were mm. actually. Uh, Native Americans that had uh, done something, like, really bad and then they become this other type of being. Mm. So if they had, like, killed a person of their family or something, then they became this other being and then that uh, t- made them have these weird powers where they could turn into animals and all this True. type of shit. okay. Yeah, so that's where it sort of started off. And then, oh, yeah, shit. it sort of goes from there and then uh, the actual ranch was owned by all these old people. I'm, I'm literally saying what i am yeah heard. of course yeah um and it's yeah it's a really cool story so that one is a conspiracy that i love yeah. very good
1: yeah, very, very good
0: David, that was the most in-depth answer that, that was well one. do you want to hit him with the final question we, got we got, we oh, got we got one, we got two voice? more yeah yeah the new one that we've added oh yeah go on go on yeah hit him with that um, with that. Like um that you that talked one. before oh, about um you know things that you're grateful for with the opportunities we've got a new question that we've added now um, that I absolutely fucking personally love. What is three things that you're grateful for today?
2: Um, right. Yeah, cool. I'm, I'm really grateful for my friends. Uh, everybody, like, I don't have a big family. Like, I have my dad and my sister, really. Yeah. That's it. And so friends, to me, become my family. Um, and I'm so grateful for the friends that are close to me, the friends that aren't close but still check in from time to time. I'm just grateful for that. Um, I'm grateful for my old man. He's like, I yeah, said it before he's a yeah. legend. He
0: yeah. Like, and he's come up so much in this pod yeah, as well. And you can he, tell before. He he you legendary. Gonna say that, like, legendary. Be? Did you do
2: anything for Father's Day? Um, no, because he's back home. Oh, so true, true. I did yeah, call yeah. him. He called me the night before because I'm a Collingwood supporter and we're watching yeah, the footy. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's an Essendon supporter. So, Anzac um, Day, Anzac right? oh, Day. Yeah. We, we call each other. We used to like <laughs> go and watch footy together. We call each other and, you know, have a bit of a chat. There's no real like, oh, fuck Anamosa, you. Yeah, Animosity yeah, or anything. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just we like to call each other and have a bit of a chat. Um, but he's fucking cool, right? So when he was, like, 16 or something, he went to a, uh, a dress-up party and dressed as Yogi Bear. Yeah, okay. And everyone thought that was, like, really funny. I don't know how he did it. I'm guessing all he did was have, like, a tie and a hat. Like, that's yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, But ever since then, he was known as Yogi. That's cool. And from, like, till this day, like, everyone knows him as Yogi. And he, like, you go back to our hometown and if you can ask someone at the local store, like, you know, do you know Paul Watson? That's his real name. Do you know Paul Watson? They're like, no. You say, do you know Yogi Watson? They're like, yeah. No he oh, no, just lives true. down the road. Like, yeah, you know, I love that guy. He's so You're good. He's a law. He's a law. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but nah, I, I'm very grateful for my old man. uh, Grateful for my friends. Um I'm grateful for the opportunities that I've been given in this life. Unfortunately, you know, uh I haven't grasped, everything that I've been given but, but no one uh, can man but the things that no I can. I have uh I'm I'm super stoked like you know Fuck yeah, dude. I've had the ability to be a comedian I've had the ability to you know fucking go back to my trade I've had the ability to fucking work in a bar and you know make cocktails like I've been given so many opportunities to to succeed and I am so grateful for those opportunities so Whoever they are, everyone who has given me an opportunity, I'm. So- love it. That's man. awesome,
0: man. Love and it. that's why I love that that's fucking wild, question, it. That's dude. That's so it. good. Well, I the one that everyone's here last for, one, though, the one that matters. One. Last one. Do you want to hit him with it? You, I you. want you to hit him with it because you make me all the time. I yeah, want you to know, nail know, the... You've had it. You've had way more alcohol <laughs> than you normally ac- had. Normally, have zero alcohol, but this time, this <laughs> so, so hit him with the right. final guess. Would you rather
1: fight one horse-sized duck? or 100 duck-sized horses? The
0: silence. Is the silence, <laughs> it's tense.
2: You, need the, you know that one's done. We need the weakest link out of the heartbeat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, do I have weapons?
1: Well, I don't know. No, have we, have we, have, is...
0: I don't think we specified. I think it ha- After this many times we've asked it, and we've never specified it, <laughs> I think it's hand-to-hand. Well, hand-to-hand. And to
1: be. Right, oh, you, you can
0: have knuckle dusters. How's that? <laughs> you can have knuckle dusters. What? All right. All right, right. Yeah. Okay. In that
2: case, I'm taking on a horse sized duck. It's yeah. Right? Okay. If yeah. you have the
0: knuckle dusters, will just fucking allow you to get in. Uh, One well, hit to
2: the beak and he's done. Like, Drop
0: it like a fucking fly. No,
2: because <laughs> <laughs> I just feel I might, like, I've always thought that I could just, like, kick the fuck out of small horses. Like, I could just yep. kick them and not worry. But for some reason, I just. I'm scared that they're going to overwhelm me.
1: Yeah, well, there's a hundred of them. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: and so if that's being being said, I'm going to take on people don't agree with you, bro. (laughs) I'm I'm going to take on a big duck, (laughs) yeah, uh, yeah, and I'm going to fuck that duck up. Yeah, that's That's another
0: one for my team. Another one. You've had a couple lately. You've had a couple (laughs) couple (laughs) after a big resurgence in the.
1: Because yeah. we, we got this kind of tally going on Where like for a while there There was a few people that were like Nah on his side And then now I'm kind of starting to get A few people going about. You know what I'll fuck that I'll fuck, I'll fuck that, that duck, duck up, up
0: man I'll, I'll take so that So it's on. good I'm glad it's I'm glad it split down the middle It would be yeah. a shit question If it was constantly yeah, the right if answer, it was right always The reason I mean, why the question yeah. Is the gestion of
2: gestions Exactly, exactly. Is that I, it? I always liked ducks Until I found out that they rape Um, Now I'm like I'm against them I also know The ducks are racist Are they really? Yeah They've got that inherent racist Well they've got their own Like uh, zebra crossings And they don't use them Yeah well That's disrespectful Isn't it? Like I'm pretty sure They they hate the quacks Yeah they hate the quacks (laughs) Yeah I'm pretty sure They've got their own gang Like the Clue Ducks clan
0: (laughs) This isn't, a, this isn't a fucking comedy act. Save it for the sharks, <laughs> motherfucker. Uh, but on that note, my man, we have, I mean, obviously with a couple of breaks, but we have ticked over to a mean little fucking two hours of uh, pod break cocktail. I'm starting to feel it a little bit now. I'm feeling a little bit. Oh, I've been on. feeling it. <laughs> hey, you got that question out pretty well. Yeah, I'm proud of oh, you. Oh, yeah. No, 100%. Um, but look, thank you so much for coming on, my man. It's been yeah, really yeah, thanks for coming on. Obviously, because you took the break and you were doing your trade, like we caught up a whole heap through my fringe and, uh, in 2020 and then lockdowns happen you change careers have a break from comedy so we haven't really got to catch up so it was so good being able to catch you at that cranker we've teed up this pod i've got you on the sharks gig next yeah, week um so it's been an absolute pleasure thanks for coming down and giving us whiskey sour is fucking whiskey right sour, up there. yeah <laughs> what was the second one a classic old fashioned both of them would drink them again, yeah. them drink them again yeah. in a fucking heartbeat the third one just a just it's a stra- very this classic just straight up it's cl- a, it's just a very classic, classic and whiskey, and fucking Coke, whiskey like, really like, with a hint of lime Well, yeah, yeah. Hey, nothing um, wrong with that and the double shot to, finish, double shot to finish it off Zach Watson thank you for coming on to Wormholes man we really appreciate it Make sure you fucking go and follow this man on the Instagram. Yeah, what's, his, on the what, what's your what's your Instagram and TikTok handles?
2: Uh, TikTok is at uh, zachywatt 13 yeah, um, Bit of a username
1: Kind of taken situation there I'm guessing <laughs> Yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah I
2: assume so um, And well, Instagram's Lord Zackington Yes Nice that's right, yeah. Nice yeah, yeah. Alright so, we'll get over there Hit him up on
0: all those things Head down to the Sharks yeah. Salisbury Sharks On September 17th Get your tickets On yeah. Event Finder Make sure you share This shit around We'll be there Review this shit Tell your nana follow, Tell your mum Follow the
1: YouTube Follow the TikTok Follow the Instagram Because uh, Once again to Follow us into an alleyway follow us into an alleyway because <laughs> there's gonna be more content coming out of the ass, so peace out. Love it. We love peace you. Peace out.